Sirius XM. Today, the Howard Stern Show pays tribute. Hey now. To comedian Sarah Silverman, boldly going where almost no one has gone before when she smelled Richard Christie's balls. Get in there, Silverman. I don't smell anything yet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Cheers to you, Sarah, and we hope you've recovered. Jewish thing where it's like the milk is bad and you need to smell you know it's it. Bad, no. but you want to smell. Only on the Howard Stern Show. Oh yeah! Hey everybody, what's happening? Everybody loves it. They love when we're live and we're here, and we are both live and here. You're sure the about sound, that? Yeah. Um, there's the sound of happiness. Everybody loves that. I don't know where to begin. There's so much to talk about. Um, I had some funny conversations already this morning with Richard and uh, the gang that work here. I mean, um, Richard was telling me about a new horror film that he went to see. He, in fact, uh, did the Kickstarter campaign for it. He, The movie is called Terrifier. Terrifier. And Terrifier, there is a... What is that, Richard, that you're holding up? A mask of some sort? That is Art the Clown, the uh, star of Terrifier 2, who I'm yeah. a massive fan of. Richard is such a fan of the movie Terrifier. Terrifier 2? <laughs> yeah, that there was a, they were thinking and about one. making a Terrifier 2 horror film. They're low budget films. And he he what they asked for money from the audience and you you donated 25 bucks, right? Yeah. 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 I wanted to see it happen because the first Terrifier, like when you're an adult, it's rare to get scared or freaked out by a horror movie. That is one of two movies as an adult that has scared the shit out of me. And it has a scene in it that is so goddamn gruesome. It might be the grossest scene of all time of any movie. What are these films rated? In other words, it's so gruesome. There's a lot of nudity, obviously, right? And, uh, it's mostly for gore. There, uh, there's a little bit of nudity, but it's mo like, I guess I can say it. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's in the first one. There's a scene where Art the Clown hangs a woman upside down naked and spreads her legs open and cuts her in half with a hacksaw starting at her vagina. And it is, <laughs> it is so brutal. And he, he had to see more of that. He, he had to get out that 25 yeah. bucks Here's to more. keep that going. They need more money. I got to see more. But more by the guts. way, I, I'm not a horror, I mean, you know, a horror aficionado like you are, but a killer clown, very original. Well, I mean, you would, come on. You would think that. That's why Art the Clown is so great. You'd think, well, it's been done a million times. No, he is the scariest clown ever. Somehow they tapped into something with Art the Clown. He doesn't talk. The, the actor needs to win an Oscar. If they would ever give Oscars to horror movies, he doesn't talk, but his face and his motions and movements are so goddamn scary is art the clown a human being or is he some otherworldly kind of dude well see that's what that's what makes a perfect horror movie to me that's why i love the original halloween so much because you think he's a human being right and then he turns out to be more 
than just a human being. And I, I'm, I could cry thinking about that. I okay. fucking love that. I love <laughs> when a movie takes you somewhere that you're not expecting. And that's what I fucking loved about Terrifier. It's like, he's just this regular creepy clown guy, but it turns out he is more than that. And I fucking love that. So, uh, Terrifier, the movie you love. Yeah. I got it. So, so listen to this. I got to play this for you. Here's a clip. This is the, um, news reports for Terrifier 2. They say this movie, Terrifier 2, is so grotesque. It should be people, banned or something. Well, not banned, but but li- <laughs> people are. What are they? They throwing up, and what else are they doing? They're passing, passing out. Passing out. I saw yeah. people leave. I saw Terrifier <laughs> two last night, and people left. <laughs> it made me. It made me so happy. I'm like, oh god, I love this movie so much. Well, why are they leaving? In other words, do they walk into the theater? I mean, they know what Terrifier is. Why would they leave? And they, I you think know what I mean? Maybe maybe they're thinking it's a more mainstream stream type of horror movie. This is not mainstream. If you're looking for, you know, I don't know, <laughs> just like a cut run of the mill horror movie, that's not what this is. What is the worst scene in Terrifier 2 in terms of gore? I mean, you you were not disappointed. Oh my God. I was not disappointed at all. I mean, I don't want to give spoilers away because I really, truly want people to go see this movie while it's in theaters. And it's only in theaters. It's not streaming. And it's doing great in theaters because of word of mouth of passionate horror fans like me. But there's scalpings, like slow scalpings. (laughs) There's uh, When you say slow scalpings, in other words, it's not a quick cutaway. In other words, they show you exactly how a scalping goes on. Full on. Full. You see the skin separate. You hear hear every every and of course the person's awake who's having this happen they're alive that's the thing scary about art too like he does all this shit but he keeps people alive like after he scout he scalps this lady like burns her all over tears her apart she's got like one half of an arm left and she's crying for her mom it is freaking brutal man (laughs) what now yeah you would think she would have died what what is the worst scene in um if in this movie that is making people pass out and vomit? I mean, for me, I don't. I just, I want to try not to spoil it too much, but in involve like there's a lot of stuff shooting out of vaginas. <laughs> like there's a a scene where a woman this like is a the bunch height of, of art. I gotta tell you. Well, wait a second. This what, is yeah, to yeah. me, Robin. This right. is my art. Tell, tell art me about the, clown, the vagin- Tell me about the vaginal scenes. Well, there's one where a woman's sitting there and all of a sudden this black goop like sprays out of her vagina and right. sprays all over the floor. There's another one where guts start coming out of a lady's vagina and then a, a, a decapitated head comes out of a lady's vagina. It's, uh, <laughs> How did it get in there? What's all this stuff? How did it get in there? Yeah, supernatural type stuff, Robin. <laughs> you mean so? So if they're showing a woman's vagina, this has got to be rated X. I mean, I would think they kind of the the woman women are wearing skirts, so you don't full on see the vagina oh, opening okay. up and stuff. Right, but when you're shooting it's goo, Howard, under- you wear a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> you have the decency, yeah, be ladylike, yeah. So in but other words, when, she, when she's shooting the when she's shooting the goo. Then all of a sudden, out of the bottom of her skirt, it's like Flydini, that old Steve Martin bit. Like, out of the bottom of her skirt comes a giant head. 
Like just shooting <laughs> yeah. out of her vagina? A decapitated yeah. head, yes. It, yeah. And guts nice. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it is crazy. I don't want to give too much away because really, people, if you're a horror fan, you got to see this. It is, I mean, <laughs> unless you, you know, a casual horror fan might not like it, but hardcore like me will fucking love it. When when you say the movie's doing well, and, and by the way, we can't trust everything Richard says because he's a major investor at $25 that he donated <laughs> through Kickstarter. Is but, this uh, a commercial for you? know his investment <laughs> i don't, you don't get any no i i maybe contributed to like some extra blood in that scalping scene or something that's well, that's what i get out of it and that's enough for me do you at least get like a free ticket to the movie because you contributed 25 bucks yeah. no no you at get least. <laughs> you get your name in the credits but right they uh i didn't put my real I, somehow i screwed up and forgot to put my real name and so it's not my real name in the credits but i don't care it's right. like i just wanted to help get this movie made and now that it's made it's making a ton of money it, I what think is a ton what was so the budget I, the budget, I think, was around two hundred and fifty thousand, and it's made two point five million around two point five million to date. So, for a low budget horror movie, that's huge. And but listen gonna, to the yes. Oh, go sorry, ahead. Howard. I was going to say it's so it's been in the theater. They keep extending its run. It was only supposed to be in the theater for like a weekend or a week, and now it's been in for two weeks. And now I think it got extended to another week. So ma Will make you sure you see it. Will Hurry you up go and get out there? <laughs> will you go see it again? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I mean, I have two kids, so it's hard to get out. This it was the first time I've been in a theater in like three years, so it you know it takes a lot to get me out. But I do, I want to see it again for sure. At what at what age will you allow the kids to start watching this kind of movie? That one, they'd have to be eighteen, I think. Right. <laughs> really <That's> brutal. <laughs> Look at you, yeah. all responsible. I yeah. Know. <laughs> Yeah, wow. it's, it's brutal, but man, it is a fucking great movie. I loved it. I mean, they should What really... was the other movie that scared you as an adult? I think I've told you about this, Robin, and I don't know if you've watched it. There was a movie from Spain called REC. It's like the record symbol. Right. And it's a found footage. A news crew goes to an apartment building in Spain, and it turns out there's a zombie outbreak there. Yeah, it... I watched that one. That was good. It's that was really, really good, good and yeah. really scary. And it's supernatural too, which I love. Anything supernatural, I freaking love it. Here's the um, here's the news reports. You gotta love this. Well, vomit bags are being passed out to customers lining up to see Terrifier 2. The movie is so disturbing that some fans have been fainting and even vomiting in the middle of the theater. Another said the guy behind me passed out cold and crashed into my chair. And I heard a guy peeking hard and loud in the bathroom. Another said Terrifier 2 is so gory I puked in my popcorn. Oh, <laughs> Did anybody pass out? I, I think you should pass out during a movie. That'd be awesome. I'm so hardened by these movies, though. I, I Nothing freaks me out hardly anymore. But people did leave. Like, I saw people leaving during it. It was great. And it's funny because I snuck in a couple pumpkin beers during the movie, too. And uh, so I had to pee in the middle of it. And I went into the movie theater bathroom, and it was one of the creepiest bathrooms I've ever been in. And it really, I was scared being in there. The stall door was closed. I didn't want to open it because I was like, maybe Art the Clown's in there. So I used the urinal. But the urinal was stopped up, and it was literally piss up to the rim of the urinal. Oh. I guess somebody had and put a movie theater is that? I mean, my God, it's horrible. It was, I mean, 
it was an older movie theater, but to me that kind of added to the ambiance. But did uh, you piss in the urinal anyway, even though it was all well stopped? I did, up? and it, it was splashing everywhere and a little <laughs> spilling on the floor. I stood oh. way back. Uh, those two beers helped because my pee stream was long. <laughs> Isn't it great? How old are you now, Richard? Uh, forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. He's still sneaking beer into the movie at 48. I, I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable what a child. I mean, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. You're so childlike, Thank you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And well, it's I was lucky. pumpkin beers, pumpkin beers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin was lucky. beers. It was cold last night and it was the first time this year I brought out my coat. So I was like, perfect <laughs> timing because I can put the beers in the pockets of my coat. Is it hard to sneak them into? They don't frisk you or anything, right? No, this was one of those out of the way movie theaters. There was like one person working there and it was a teenager and I don't even think he looked at me. So it was very easy to easy. sneak beers wow. in. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Well, uh, yeah, that's some movie. Speaking of movies though, uh, oh, a lot of people want to ask you questions now because you're an expert. Adam, go ahead in Pennsylvania. Hi, good morning, uh, Richard. Um, Real big fan of yours. Just wondering what you think about the uh, Kubrick's The Shining. Is that the kind of movie that scares the ever-loving shit out of you, too? Because I can take horror films like Friday the 13th and all that and laugh at it, but The Shining scares the shit out of me, even as an adult. Yeah, The Shining is scary, but I saw it as a kid, and it scared me. So as an adult, I'm kind of used to it now. But, yeah, The Shining. And it's funny. Stephen King did not like the movie version. He... He, no, he didn't. Some, yeah, and I love the I love the book too. So the book maybe even scared me a little more. I don't know. I, you know, I know the difference. Like Shining to me was like a you know a greatly made film in the sense that you know these these other films that you're talking about, Richard, are like almost like just all they are is shocking. In other words, you know, seeing heads coming out of women's vaginas and sawing a woman in half from her vagina. I, um, yeah. And and, and honestly, mean. I don't they want to go to a movie. I, I, I just genre. wanted to. What? Yeah, I'm just trying to say I, I wouldn't want to go to a movie theater, and and um and have like a complete stranger either pass out on top of me or barf on me <laughs> and then pass out. I, I I just don't want that. Well, there used like to it. be those those advertisements. Remember back in the fifties, if you were listening to the radio, it was like they, the Tingler, yeah, and then keep they'd have the seats yourself, wired. It's only a movie, right? Right, yeah. right, right. All that yeah. stuff. That's what it sounds like to me. People just hyping this well, silly movie. But Ro but these but Robin, used to have a a title, a term. Torture porn. They were called torture porn, torture porn or slashers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But th you would think that, but this movie, there's something about this one that has elevated it past torture porn because I'm not too much into just the torture type movies. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of those and I couldn't get into them too much. This one, I don't know. They've done something different with it. And this character art is so unique and he's going to be remembered as like a Michael Myers legend. I love that is, uh, Character. I love that his name is Art. That's great. Art the Clown. <laughs> Art the Clown, by, yeah. By the way, do you have the origin of Art the Clown? Like, in other words, was he like a down-and-out clown who, uh, like like the Joker in Batman? I mean, was he a down-and-out kind of guy who uh, was a loser? See, that's what's so great about Art the Clown. They don't explain any of that, and I fucking love that. I don't Boy, wait a want... Second. In other I words, love the mystery. You mean Art the Clown just shows up and starts sawing people's vaginas? 
Yep, and nobody, you don't know where he come from. You don't know what he looked, if he ever was a human or if he looked like a human. Uh, he has like a human body. He never takes he, off whatever that is, makeup or mask or what? Well, in the new movie, he's naked, which is funny looking. Like he has a human, he has a human body, and he goes to the laundromat and washes all the blood off his clown costume. And he's this white, pale, naked guy. He looks like me if it was if I was skinnier, but he wears still has the clown mask and the gross teeth and all that. But so he he looks human. But, but that's why that's why I loved Michael Myers in the original movie they don't explain what how he survives those shots at the end of the getting shot by dr loomis at the end of the movie and i love that mystery i don't like i'm not much into a backstory meanwhile that's fred that's the greatest song ever that you're playing right now that is my favorite song of all time you seem to be getting emotional as this song is playing i do it means so much to me john carpenter i grew up on his movies my parents used to take that my parents took me to see john carpenter's the thing at the drive-in when i was eight and it fucking blew my blew my mind and made me a lifelong horror fan made me this is why i cry this is why i'm so passionate this song let's listen and watch you cry it's endlessly entertaining it's beautiful. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever seen Richard and Art the Clown in the same room. Well, I have the mask. You know who gave me, me this? I have this Art the Clown mask. Another scary clown gave me this mask. Yucko the Clown. It's a gift from <laughs> Yucko. He's the scariest clown. He really is. Oh, he, see, I bond, I've really bonded with Yucko. He's a massive horror fan as well. We send each other huge, like, Halloween gift baskets and stuff. So, you know, uh, it's, when you meet people that are as passionate as you are about horror, it's like you bond right away. Yes, Rick, go ahead. You seem to have inspired people to call in. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Rick. Richard, uh, question. How bad did you cry when the Bills beat your favorite team, Kansas City? <laughs> I watched that game. I caught some of that game, and I was watching Mahomes look of shock on his face at the end of that mm. game. Oh, uh, was, oh, this yeah. guy's got to be when a Bills he, when fan. When he blew his cheeks out, he looked like an ass farting. Oh. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bills fan. Enjoy it You're now because. Right. Wait till it matters in the playoffs. Wait till, uh, you know, remember last year, last season in the playoffs, what happened? It, yeah, they're, they're not going to let that happen again. We'll see. And listen, I root but for hey, the Bills. I like the Bills fan base. I like how they get wasted in parking lots and throw each other through tables. So I love it. Fuck yeah. If the Chiefs are going to... Yeah, if the Chiefs aren't going to Super Bowl, I'll root for the Bills. <laughs> who are the All most right. outrageous? Hey, guys, who are the most got- outrageous fans? Is it still the Eagles fans who like eat horse shit in the streets when they're that guy eating horse horse shit's going to be hard to top? I mean, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, you that's can true. Do. <laughs> that's but true. Hey, what did you think of that interception? I w- it was brutal. I hated it. The interception at the end of the Chiefs Bills game. It's like I got to admit, the I did. worst way to end. 
When I saw the interception, I was thinking of you, Richard. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. This guy's good. I mean, ooh. <laughs> I know. It was brutal. But yeah. you know what? There's a lot of games left, and my wife is, you know, happy wife, happy life. The Eagles are unbeaten so far, and so I'm very, very happy for her and for the Eagles fans. I heard you were mad at all the uh, NFL refs for some reason. You're very upset oh, with them. Oh, my God. There was a game when the, the Chiefs played the Raiders. They made a call on Chris Jones tackling Derek Carr. Like, he tackled him clean and fair, and they called roughing the passer. And it they talked about it a lot on sports radio the next day, how ridiculous it was. And it's like, I love football, but the refs make me want to not like it. It's like, it's so frustrating sometimes like that doesn't happen as much in baseball you don't get the umpires as involved it's like the refs sometimes seem way too involved in football games uh, they, yeah, they like, overly regulated in other words yeah it's like let right. some stuff go i know they have to protect the quarterbacks but you they got to figure out a way to protect the quarterback but also don't affect the game all right, there yeah, it is. Like, Richard being off. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on you, but I'm just, I see there's so many questions for Richard and Art the Clown. Wow. That, uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, Beanie. He's Beanie in Florida. something here. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Hey, uh, Beanie, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Richard, I'm going to make your day, and you're going to owe me $25. Uh -huh. so, Art the Clown came from a movie called All Hallows Eve. I've it's seen about it. These kids, they, they go trick or treating, they get the, the video in there. And then that's when Art the Clown's first introduced. So I don't know if yep. you've seen that, but that's the, that's like, if, if you like Art the Clown, you're going to love that one. I've seen it. I love it. I love, it's like, it's a, um, oh, what do you call it? A compilation where it's different stories in a movie. Oh, I know. Yeah, An I anthology it. or something. Anthology, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of intrigued by this movie just because the guy's name is Art. I mean, Art the Clown <laughs> is just a funny fucking name. I mean, whoever thought that up is a genius. Art the Howard, Clown. Howard, if, if you ever watch this, literally from the first minute of this movie, you're going to probably throw up. Like, they go right into it. it. It's awesome. Like, they don't fuck around. They don't wait. It's There's like no right warm away. up. You're no. You know what, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, throw, I will throw up. I, I know I'll throw up. Because, like, even this morning, I'm with Beth, and one of our, our cats, Yoda... He's got like a pushed-in face, you know, because he's a whatever they call that. Persian. Persian. And uh, so Beth holds her finger out, and the cat likes to push his nose into Beth's finger and clean the fold over his nose. Mm -hmm. And then I go, honey, what are you doing? She goes, well, I just hold my finger out, and Yoda cleans his fold. And I go, yeah, but does your finger smell afterwards? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, look. And it was all brown. And then Yoda started, Yoda starts eating the gook from his own. <laughs> and I, I went, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to vomit. I have to leave now. <laughs> it smells. And he, and, and she goes, so we do this every morning. Yoda likes to press into my finger and clean his, uh, he has to clean his nose. And then, uh, he eats it off my finger. And I'm like, <laughs> see, I'd buy a ticket to see that. In the yeah, I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He'll, he'll donate to to have more of that. <laughs> yeah, have twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had some guy send me uh, a link. He, everyone now wants you to finance their quote unquote movie. Um, some guy sent me a link. He's making a documentary. I didn't tell him to make this documentary. It's, it happens to be good, but I know no one will see it because it's about art. 
But not Art the Clown, even. Just regular no, Art. No, not Art the Clown. No, Art the Art. No, he's not going to make any money if it's just Art. <laughs> it's about Art. And uh, I'm like, well, gee, they need like eight grand to finish the movie. And I'm like, I could afford that. But do I really care if this guy finishes his movie? I don't give a shit. And uh, I was just like... Why, why, I go, maybe I own the movie. And then I found out you don't own anything. You give no. the guy eight grand and he's just like, hey, thanks. Thanks for he helping me to make my movie. If it were to make any money, you don't make any money. <laughs> no, what, what <laughs> am I going to get? But you get your eight name grand. in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I had anything to do with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't get the whole fundraising thing unless you own it. I mean, you should own 25, uh, 0.25 of that movie. Point two. It'd be like point well, oh, oh, cost, oh, two five. Right. Oh, oh, it costs two hundred fifty thousand, Howard. What would that twenty five dollars be? <laughs> That's a good question for some young student out there. I, of course, can compute that immediately. Yeah. If Richard Christie gives twenty five dollars to a fucking ridiculous horror movie, and the whole budget is two hundred fifty thousand dollars, what percentage of the movie does Richard own? <laughs> yeah, but good the luck. profit is two point five million. So. Right. There What's, you go. Yeah. What do you What do you get? What, if, what, you I, get what is your? I wanted to see it made. That's I'm good with that. I don't know. I think they should have given you a free ticket for being one of the investors. I mean, no, but on. that's part of it too. I want to contribute to the success of this movie because now I imagine there's going to be a Terrifier three, which I can't so it's think. more of an investment because he then bought a ticket. <laughs> okay. All right. Who is the most? I'll name some famous movie clowns. You tell me mm -hmm. out of this group who is the most terrifying. Okay. Of course, uh, uh, maybe I should do it like brackets. Let me think. All right. Uh, from the movie It, Pennywise versus, yeah. let me think, Jojo the Clown from Killer. Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, from um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, brother. Well, those, those are kind of more goofy, funny, fat clowns. Okay. And so well. definitely Pennywise, until I saw Art, Pennywise was the scariest clown I oh. had ever seen. Even the the remake, I don't know if you saw the It. I'm sure Robin saw it. The new Oh, of course it. I did, yeah. Oh, my God. The actor is so good that plays Pennywise. So, obviously, then, then I... So... Art the Clown is more terrifying than Pennywise. It's close. It's really close, but yes. Because something about art is like a, I don't know, I was always kind of freaked out by mimes, like the, you know, not talking, and no matter what you try to do, you can't get him to talk. That's how art is. He he just, he acts with his face and his movements, and he doesn't talk. Like Pennywise talks, one. and it's creepy, but art is, ugh, he's next level. Who's uh, creepier? Uh, Chucky or the Leprechaun from Leprechaun? <laughs> to me, that's really close. Wow. That's a really? tough one. I would say, the, oh man, the Leprechaun is all crazy, almost burnt looking and scarier looking. <laughs> yeah. But, gross. but he has some cheesy jokes and stuff that makes him yeah. a little less scary. <laughs> well, Chucky, Chucky does too. He does Chuck jokes Chucky. a little bit. In the first one, though, Ch in Child's Play, the very first original, he's not more as much of a jokey-type character. So right. I'm going to have to give that one to Chucky. Chucky, all right, good. All right, I like this. This is like, uh, this is awesome. All right, I'm getting By the some way, good the answers. first first Leprechaun movie, 
was the bit first starring role for a, a big time Jennifer actress. Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. And Leprechaun. Yeah, you you you're a fan of Jennifer Aniston, not from Friends, but from Leprechaun. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> right. All right. Uh Jason or Michael Myers? Michael Myers all the way. Really? He, oh my god. He to me he's out of the slasher movies, he's the scariest. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. Okay, the Michael Myers mask. Do you know who that is a mask of? That's who? a famous actor's I don't know. mask. Who? Robin, do you know? No, I don't know this. It's a William Shatner mask from oh, Star Trek. Oh, that makes they, sense. They turned oh. it inside out, painted it white, took off the eyebrows, and that's Michael Myers. Wow, and the rest was history. The what about... History. Um, I wonder if William Shatner knows that. <laughs> I wonder if William Shatner realizes he looks like the mask now. <laughs> Freddy Krueger or Leatherface? Oh, man, Howard, this is the greatest day ever. I fucking love this discussion. Thank you for this. This makes my Halloween. Um, uh, Freddy Krueger, because he can get you in your dreams, and you can. nobody can stay awake for that long. You eventually have to sleep, which is scary as hell. Leatherface okay. is creepy, but he's human, so All Freddy's right. scarier. Because Freddy Krueger gets you in dreams. Okay, Freddy Krueger versus Pinhead. Oh, that's a good one. I would say Freddy Krueger still because Chris Wilding and I were talking about this the other day. He's a big horror fan as well. The first Hellraiser, Pinhead and the Cenobites are almost good guys. Like, they're going after a guy that uh, committed Who's horrible. scarier, Freddy Krueger or Pinhead? <laughs> Freddy Krueger. All right. Fucking because book Pinhead, Pin, this sorry. is in a doctoral thesis, dude. I'm just asking <laughs> right. you. Yeah, he's well, writing an essay. This yeah, is multiple I, choice. <laughs> I could talk all day about this, Howard. <laughs> all right, here I'll give you a hard one. Herman Munster versus Gomez Adams. Who do you like oh, better? Herman Munster. Right. I loved the uh, Rob Zombie Munsters. I thought it was really good. The I just set, watched that. The look of it, the lighting, I thought it reminded me of these old Hammer films, the old Christopher Lee yeah. Dracula movies, which I thought was really cool. All right. Dracula versus Wolfman. Who's who's scarier? Wolfman. Wolfman. What? Mm -hmm. Let me think about that. He tears you <laughs> apart. Dracula gives you a cool life. He said you'd want to be a vampire. <laughs> no, nah, he kills you. And he makes very few people into vampires. That's but right. Most chance. of the, the, the vampires he makes, he even kills. All right, here's the <laughs> yeah. toughest one of all, and then I'm done with this. Okay. Freddy Krueger or Freddy Norris? Who's scary? <laughs> oh, Freddy Norris. <laughs> Freddy Norris. Damn right. He's the quiet type. You don't know yeah. what's going on. You don't there. know, and you don't know where you he's from. You don't know the origin story. <laughs> no. You don't know anything. He's I've just heard, there. I've heard Latvia, but I don't know. <laughs> you want to know something? I, I know the origin story. I'm probably one of the few people who do, and I'll tell you what. He's got Freddy Krueger beat uh, by a mile. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. <laughs> right. What's more frightening to you, a shower or a bath? Oh, <laughs> a shower. Because I actually, yes. I love baths. I just never have time to take one. Or Who's anybody scarier? to take one with. Your friends have all gone. <laughs> yeah, my Who's friends grew up. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby? Oh man, uh, whew, that's a tough one too. 
maybe Cosby because he was more, he was lovable and he was you know America's dad. So and he also and he also knocked you out. You know what I mean? He also like made you unconscious. Yeah, it was a real turnaround. I agree with Richard that you know you think you're going to see the guy from the TV show. Right. And you're actually yeah. going to see Art the Clown. Right. <laughs> and Cosby's free. Harvey's locked up. So Bill's definitely That's way right. more. That's yeah. right. Bill's way scarier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I almost want to make a horror movie with like like starring Bill Cosby. I think people would tolerate that. Like Bill Cosby, he could you know, play he's a, a real villain, is what you're saying. Well, here's 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 the plot, and if anybody wants to send money in for my uh, Kickstarter, <laughs> it's Bill Cosby, the guy we all know. Everybody loves him. You know America's what I mean? America's dad. Yeah, America's dad. He's on TV. He's wealthy. He's given. He's telling Eddie Murphy to you know work clean. That's how great a guy he is. He's like, don't use the N word. Don't uh, don't say fuck. Don't say this shit. Speak and, proper you know, English. You know, he's about everything, right? Yeah, right, he's right. Got telling a doctorate on and whatever reading. I think it, 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 <laughs> yeah, reading and uh, you know he's like America's dad. But in the, you know you see in his you know in the beginning when he's human. He's, uh, you know, taking women in. He's, he keeps drugs, man. He's licking their feet and he's fucking and everything and everything. You're like, man, this is an evil dude. Then he dies, but he doesn't all really die. He becomes like, uh, what could his name be? Art the Clown is already taken. Freddy Krueger's already taken, but maybe he's just Bill Cosby. <laughs> America's dad is a creepy kind of name. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, or, or Dr. Cosby. He becomes yeah, Dr. Cosby. Dr. Cosby. Dr. Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Cosby. <laughs> Killer Cosby. How about Killer Cosby? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden now he's worse because he's angry because we had locked him up in jail and then he got out of jail. So now he hates the human race. And all he wants to do is, you know, and then when he hears anybody talking dirty, he's still the same hypocrite. Whenever he hears like a comedian talking dirty, he kills him. <laughs> slashes them up follows them backstage yeah <laughs> <Hides> backstage <laughs> yeah like he kills um dave Chappelle because Chappelle uses the n-word oh he's yeah. gonna kill him like five times but right. clay. <laughs> yeah. he goes after dice clay <laughs> goes after dice disgust he tries to clean up comedy yeah. now that he's dead <laughs> and, and then every time got... oh, and every sorry, time yeah. a woman drinks he comes because uh, he, it turns him on, and if he and when women pass out, he goes into their dreams and has sex with them. What a, come on, that wouldn't be good. Starring Bill, the actual Bill Cosby. Well, come he's on. already got that creepy eye too. So yeah, well, yeah he morphed into something else, right? Uh, with the yeah. eye thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love it. All right, I'll pay, Richard. I'll pay twenty five dollars for that. <laughs> Richard's Richard's in. <laughs> Send me my money. Uh, <laughs> speaking of movies, uh, this guy, uh, the I guess he's a comedian. Who is Billy Eichner? Is he a comedian? He's a gay comedian, right? Yeah, he used to do street interviews, really funny street interviews where he'd go and do crazy stuff on the street. Oh, I've but seen then, that. Then, is that the became, guy who runs up to people on the yeah, street and says He ran silly. up with the, star, uh, the guy that played Spock in the new Star Trek movies one time, and I think he was going, this is Spock. What do you want to say to Spock? And like, it was going crazy. Yeah. So, but he was so also an American Horror Story. He was great in American Horror Story. Billy Eichner uh, put out a movie called Bros 
which I learned about on The Bachelor because they gave him like 15 minutes to sit there and talk about it. It was the first gay romantic comedy. And he's bummed out because he put out the first gay romantic comedy and people didn't go see it. And he says a lot of people are homophobic and don't want to see a gay romantic comedy. And he might be right, but there's certainly enough gay people to support this thing. Why didn't gay people go see it? Um, that you know. When so, did he put it know. out? Was it during the pandemic uh, when nobody was going to the? No, recently. Well, recently. Yeah, recently. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people are just not going to the. You know, I, I don't know if it's fair to say it's because America's homophobic, which it is, but. That could be a contributing factor, but there's a lot of movies that have come out that are doing shitty. Yeah, a lot and they're of not good gay movies, movies that po- most people would have been looking for something to do before the pandemic, and they would go to a movie. But that's not happening right now. You got to be really, you know, something compelling like Top Gun Maverick or what is this, The Terrifier Two, to yeah, get people Terrifier to come to the movies. <laughs> the movie grossed uh, 11 million bucks, but it was a 22 million budget. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a lot of gay people went to see it, but, uh, I don't know. I saw the trailer for it. It didn't look exceptionally great. It wasn't a great trailer. I mean, but I don't go to the movies anyway, so you can't. You're not the right audience. I'm to, not the right audience. Yeah. JD and I saw a gay horror movie in the theater together years ago called Hellbent. Was uh, it good? We, yeah. We thought it was really good. Hey, you didn't care if it was gay, right? No, I no. It was a horror movie based around the uh, uh, Halloween parade in Los Angeles. So I was like, I'm there. If it's straight, if it's gay, whatever, I don't care. I'll tell you what. You want to? Uh, you, you know, I was thinking about this. Like the trailer for Bros should have been like. Remember when Perez Hilton fingered Benji on our show? <laughs> uh, Benji agreed to be fingered by Perez. Like, this, imagine this. Everybody, it's the new romantic comedy, bro. I'm even looking. Look, I look into your eyes. Okay, I'm Perez. trying to find his asshole. Oh, hey. no, 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 no. Oh, my God. I haven't gotten you. The laughs, keep, story or the laughs story. keep on coming with uh, the first gay romantic comedy. Not. Oh, watch as Perez sticks his finger knuckle deep into Benji's asshole. I go see that. You'll laugh. Benji, what's going on? Be careful. Be careful. Go slow, go slow. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll prolapse. Don't worry. It's the new gay comedy starring Perez Hilton and I'm Benji Braun. Look into your eyes. Here, Perez. Find his asshole. Oh, hey. no, 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 no. oh my God. Starring Billy <laughs> Come on. That's a that's a trailer. That was the, Ju- the Julia Bonte Roberts too. of gay romantic <laughs> comedies. <laughs> Gary was there too. Howard, that's a Howard. that's a good first romantic comedy with gay people. Yeah, <laughs> Howard, that was a New York City apartment at ten in the morning. To this day, I'm shocked no one called the police. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it, it, but, you know, the Billy Eichner thing was like, hey, man, I'm disappointed in the movie didn't make money and people are homophobic. But I looked it up. The top 20 grossing films of the year are almost entirely sequels. Superheroes and cartoons. No romantic comedies are in the top 20. So, yeah. you know, it's it's tough Wasn't right now to put out a film. for romantic comedies.
That's right, Robin. You and I love romantic. I watch two guy, <laughs> gay guys get uh, fall in love. What the fuck? I why love not? that shit. Yeah, why not? I think it's great. I wish it was more graphic. I like to see what something Chris, new. I like, I like to see what Christmas people are up to. Ones. There you go. The Christmas yeah. ones on Hallmark are great. The highest what? grossing romantic comedy this year was <laughs> Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, which grossed $22 million domestically. So it ain't a big market right now, you know? And, and not I'm sure is... it cost more to make that movie than $22 million. Yep. Yep. You bet. Anyway, so there you go. A whole bunch of depressing shit in the news. Billions of snow crabs have disappeared from the Bering Sea leading to the cancellation of this year's Alaska snow crab harvest season. They say that snow crab population went from 8 billion to 1 billion in just a couple of years from 2018 to 2021. So so you're saying, well, what happened? Is it all from Gary Delabate eating all the crab at our Christmas party? <laughs> Wolfing them down with those big teeth and then getting shit out? But no, it turns out the reason these snow crabs are disappearing is global warming again. Snow crabs are a cold water species. Temperatures around the Arctic have warmed four times faster than the rest of the planet. So the crabs can't live. This is what they're talking about. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know this who I thought of real quick, Howard, with that story? <clears throat> Sorry, let me clear my throat. High Pitch Eric used to talk about going to Yankees games, and there's these fancy tickets you can get where they have a huge buffet. <laughs> and I think that's the tickets he used to get, and they had the biggest thing of snow crab legs there. Like, the, you, you could eat unlimited snow crab legs. And I bet Eric wolfed down a lot of those things. Imagine so, a, a poor snow crab's life. Like, you, he gets caught, and he's like, all right, at least I'm going to feed somebody. And then he sees it's High Pitch Eric, and you know, <laughs> High Pitch Eric's eating a hundred of them and shooting him. It's like a, it's like a, like, like, a, like High Pitch is the Hitler of crabs. He's, th it's a holocaust as he eats through the crab legs. Uh, I'd love yeah, to know yeah. how many he used to eat at those Yankees games. I bet it was a lot. Yep. Here's a guy who figured out Richard's investment in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, and what how is, much money? What are his points. Yeah. What? Are, how much money does Richard deserve from this uh, Art the Clown movie? Hmm. Owen's gone. Owen's so smart. I think you better. Oh. I think you better oh. break out your aging character. Because Richard is owed, are you ready? Go ahead. A whole $250. Mm. Well, that's right. You're absolutely right. Let's see. I would just give that right back to the director for Terrifier 3. I wouldn't even take it. Wow. That's the kind of investor you are. Yeah, <laughs> nice I'm not man. a good investor. Like <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that buys commemorative coins. So. <laughs> right. Let's go to Mike. Mike in uh, New York, I guess. A lot of Mikes in New York. Everybody in New York is either named Michael or Paul. I've is noticed that. that. Yeah, I don't know any true. Pauls besides Paul uh, McCartney. Oh, there's a lot of Pauls. You go walk around New York, you'll see. You either yell out Mike or Paul, and you'll see. Everyone turns around. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike, you there? No? Seems like uh, people are, like, calling in and then forgetting that they called in. Okay. Let's go to Lisa in California. Lisa. Hi. Hey, now. Hi. Good morning. Hey now. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. 
Um, good morning. Speaking of good morning. Hey now. Speaking of movies, I just wanted to thank you for recommending the movie to Leslie. I uh, rented it on the weekend on Voodoo, and I watched it uh, a couple of times. And I How good is it? it? I was, it was quite, it, it, well, you know, it's, it's a bit long, as you probably noticed, but it's well worth it because at the end, you know, it all Oh, don't together. give away the ending. That'll. Oh, no, I won't. Sufficient. I will never do that. But I'm saying it, it's just, if you think it's long, it's totally worth being long. And Andrea Riseborough. I think she. Uh, I didn't, this this is movie that the woman who played my uh, ex-wife in um, Private Parts, Mary McCormick, her husband's yeah. a director, Michael Morris, and Michael said to me, "Oh, you know, he's very humble. This guy, Michael Morris, and he says to me, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, he's British. Mary married a British guy, which I was against, uh, but okay, I warmed up to him. <laughs> um, he, she goes, he goes, oh yeah, he goes, I." Uh, I directed, uh, like Mary always does it. It's like a weird thing. She goes, Michael directed a movie. And I'm like, Real, we'll talk about that. What do you mean you directed a movie? Uh, yeah. He goes, oh, nothing. It's just a small film to Leslie. Um, uh, and Mary goes, it's getting the highest reviews ever on Rotten Tomatoes and all these different sites. I go, yeah. I go, I would, I would like to see that. So they got me a copy. I saw it. And I went, this is not just like a regular movie. This is a fantastic, like this movie's fantastic. Yeah. So then right away I open my big yap and I go, you know, I know Ted Sarandos over at Netflix. I'm going to say something to maybe I'll champion this movie. And Mary gets excited and she's like, you know, she thinks I'm Superman. And yeah, I can she's do really thinking you're going to actually make a call. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, you know what it is? I like to be a big shot when I because the movie really is that good. I, I don't even think it's long. I think it could have been longer. I wanted more. But anyway. Oh, OK. But yeah. But anyway. It's two hours. It's pretty long, but it's worth it. Totally. Yeah. OK. We get it. We heard that already. So mm -hmm. I go. uh Oh, yeah, I'm going to call Ted Sarandos over at uh, Netflix, blah, blah, blah. And Michael goes, oh, my goodness, I, I would never expect that. I, I just thank you for enjoying it and watching it. And and then so then all of a sudden I went, I can't call fucking Ted Sarandos over at Netflix. I mean, what am I crazy? I mean, the guy's going to think I'm an annoying asshole, even though he's in love with me. That guy loves me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He He's a fan of the show. Although I haven't heard from him in a while, but... um. Like, I've had dinner with him and stuff, you know. And well, when you say love, how does he show it? <laughs> he shows it by, he's always like, I want to, I want, do you have anything you want to do on Netflix? Ah. And I go, not really. And he go, I go, I did, uh, like, I have the scripts for Howard Stern, the high school years. He goes, okay, let's do that. And I go, yeah, but they're shit. They're what about the Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby movie? You just the Bill Cosby, the movie. <laughs> the Bill Cosby horror movie? I probably, yeah. probably would finance that. <laughs> I just gotta, I gotta go meet with Bill Cosby now, which is gonna be a creepy meeting. Ooh, no, but, somebody uh, play Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta get the real Bill Cosby to play Bill oh, Cosby. Okay. That would, that's the whole Bill thing. Cosby as yeah. Dr. Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby as Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> In a dual role, Bill Cosby and Killer Cosby. He might Bill, need the money. Killer Killer Cosby wants to stop dirty comedy and kill people. <laughs> um, no comedian is safe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so, you know, I watched the movie and then I realized um, I can't I can't like do that. But I did champion the movie on the radio 
It's a really good movie. And I don't know what's going to happen with it. I wish they would put it on Netflix because then people could see it. Well, but, now uh, she's yeah. seeing it on Vudu. Yeah, Vudu, which you, yeah. Yeah, you can rent it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or buy yeah. it. Or buy it. Yeah. Also, so, Howard? Yeah. Can I say one other thing? Um, another amazing interview yesterday with Charlie Puth. It was incredible. It was so Yeah, I spoke to him. I spoke oh to him God. after the show. We were on a real oh, high. Yeah. We felt very connected. And Charlie, uh, what a great guy. I mean, what a talent, huh? I mean, unbelievable. So many fans wrote in those songs that he did. So good. I should read the fan feedback about uh, yeah. Charlie Poole. Yeah, why not? The sounds were beautiful. And I love how you related to him, like the new generation, you know, musical geniuses. You just love how you're bringing them, you know. To, uh, to, you know, to interview them. It's cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him. And, you know, I heard from so many people. Here, I could. Let me get the uh, fan mail. Yeah, here. turn around. All the and get music. The, feedback. the music <laughs> theory things that you guys were talking about as a. Like, I'm a musician. That, I was fascinated by yeah. all that about, like, what sounds are good to the human ear and uh, that was is so great and charlie's like uh, we met charlie at the studio years ago he's his parents are fans and he's a big fan he's so nice like he did a studio tour years ago at sirius here's what the fans wrote in uh charlie pooth's just made it to my top five stern interviews of all time i didn't know much about him before this interview and now i'm a fan bravo um just five minutes into the interview with Charlie, and I knew it was something special. What a talent. I had to drop everything I was doing and listen to you both today in full. He's a talented artist. Uh, after listening to the show today, Charlie is clearly a genius. If you, if I, if you ever wanted to know what Sour Shoes would be like, if he reeled it in, I think he'd be something like Charlie. I've been playing Charlie's song Loser nonstop since this morning. Yeah, that was good. Loser. Oh, I'm such a this one it's hard it's hard to relate musically with my kids but when i played them charlie's song left and right from your show my daughter's eyes lit up thanks for making me impress my kid for once uh that was a good one too A lot of people brought up uh, the uh, Bonnie Raitt cover that Charlie did. Uh, they really, uh, I, I can't make you love me.
could really play that piano, man. I'm so envious of he that talent. He knows his music. Yeah, he yeah, sits down at Berkeley, that piano and he makes it speak. You have yeah. to be, like, basically a musical genius to be yeah. able to go to Berkeley. Well, I'll tell you what. I spoke to him yesterday. He says, hey, Howard, uh, had such a good time. Tell Robin I'm taking the clips of her singing, and I'm going to make those sound good. I'm going to show. I'm going to prove to you Don't that she could be a recording time. artist. He's Don't doing waste it. Your time. He's wasting his time. He's <laughs> going to take your clips. <laughs> He's saying he can put the proper backing to you, you know, and do whatever uh, it is he, he is needs a genius to do. If he can do that, that that will be <laughs> true proof mm. of his genius. How excited are you going to be if you sound I like a real be, recording? I would be very... See, that is the thing. Yesterday, when he was singing this song, Howard, mm -hmm. you know, I was saying to myself that that could be about anything you love. Not just love of a person or some romantic love, but something you love that you just can't do or... You can't be a part of it the way you want to be a part of it. And that's I was true. thinking because he's singing and he's singing so beautifully. I'm like, that's what it is for me. It's like singing. If I could sing, I don't know what I would do with myself. I love singing and singers so much and I just can't. So if he could make me sound good, I probably would never stop playing. <laughs> Have you ever thought about vocal le lessons? Robin? I did that with one of the greatest vocal coaches ever, Katie Acosta. You're, you're <laughs> listening to Robin after training. <laughs> so you could imagine what the hell was going on beforehand. Uh, also, uh, still on Charlie Puth, when we listen to these classic songs, we don't think about the mechanics behind them, much to like what you were saying, Richard. Charlie mm -hmm. was so good at explaining how Bruce Spring pieces together a song um maybe he should produce your next song yeah he he gave us a master class in bruce springsteen i like that where is it gonna go so you have d flat b flat d flat d flat which is just four chords where's it gonna go it's gonna go to the minor which is the emotional it's kind of the complete polar opposite of a major chord different chord same melody and howard you're probably like where's it gonna go next it's gonna go to another and but it doesn't one if you just ended there like your brain and ear wants it to go to the a flat sus yeah i mean That's a amazing. lot of that stuff it's amazing that he and has i love that analytical uh, mind and howard i love how you said also like Maybe Bruce doesn't know all that technical stuff. It was just, you know, in his mind, he was hearing it. So maybe, you know, if you ever get into that with Bruce, like, how does he know that stuff that Charlie's talking about? Is he just a natural or does he know like music theory as well? Never heard of this. this is another email. Never heard of this guy before Charlie Puth, but today made me an instant fan. Charlie is such a musical savant. He was able to break down the nuances of Paul McCartney's songwriting yeah. better than Paul could probably even explain it. The genius it. of Paul is that he utilizes chromaticism. When I say chromaticism, like the notes that are... That's a minor second. If I fell in love with you, Gives me the chills. He, he was great. Uh, uh, another fan wrote uh, about when Charlie and his guitar player 
were ad-libbing the solo section of Hotel California by ear. They had never really played it before. Yeah. This kid's this kid has range. He can go from modern pop hits like See You Again to Wailing on the Solo from Hotel California. Uh, this interview had it all. I'll back you up. Yeah, you can play the asshole, of course you can. about that solo later and it was Don Felder and Joe Walsh and yeah. Joe Walsh says that just came out they didn't work on it that just was like there and they started playing they didn't rehearse anything it just went well Amazing. there you go yeah uh, I, music I, I is got incredible the, it's magic. I got this yeah, I got this email um when when those guys were playing Hotel California it made me so emotional I could barely finish disemboweling a woman through her vagina and it was signed Art the Clown uh, <laughs> Art the Clown and uh, Well we I'm him. sitting here listening to to Richard Wax poetic about Charlie and music and I'm like this guy loves bands fronted by dogs <laughs> he likes it all. I have eclectic tastes, Ralph. Yeah, yeah, you got range, Richard. You got range. Hey, Ralph. Ralph, hey, you're now. on the air. Go ahead. Hey, now. Hey, I was going to talk about that uh, movie, Bros, but uh, I got to talk about that guy, Charlie, for a minute. That was so, everything you mentioned was great. There was so much going on, and I, like, how did you know he'd be so good? Because I was like, who's this guy? I don't care. And meanwhile, like that lady said, I had to drop everything and just sit and listen. It was just... Great. Well, I knew Charlie was a massive talent. Uh, the guy certainly has tapped into a large audience, and he's extremely popular with uh, with you know with the younger generation. And uh, um, I knew I knew something of his background, and I thought, hmm, this guy's going to be good. And everyone here on staff was like, "You got to get Charlie," and he's uh, he's pretty amazing talent. And so everyone was unanimous when we we have meetings all the time, and we go, "Yeah, yeah, what about this guy? What about that?" And we go, "Oh." Charlie Puth was like a unanimous, yeah, let's have him yeah. in. Yeah, and it's great run. that he's a fan, too. I love his medicated Pete story. That he ran into oh Pete God. at like a Starbucks, and Pete <laughs> kind of brushed him off. You know what was <laughs> yeah, Pete blew yeah. him off. You know, you know Pete Puth. gets so bothered by his fans, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's so busy. <laughs> you know what was interesting? He was talking about how, like, and you've said this before, and even Perry Farrell was talking about it, like, like these guys don't collaborate all these great guys and he was it seems like like nobody's everybody's afraid to say the first word like he's afraid to go to this guy and go not afraid but you know wants to play it cool so these people don't collaborate you know you want to know something though collaboration's weird it's like um collaborations can also be disastrous because artists have you know real songwriters have such a clear vision that it can get mucked up it's like what Charlie was saying, uh, even about Elton John. Elton John was saying, you know, you can end up sounding too much like other people. You got to sound like yourself. So it's like even, you know, even in radio, it's like you got to have the right mix of people 
on your show. Like, if you took all the greatest radio personalities of all time and made one radio show out of it, it'd be a fucking mess. Because it'd be too many guys trying to grab the spotlight every minute, not knowing how to hang back. It, it's just like with anything. So I guess collaborations don't happen as often. Because like, you'd think, gee, why doesn't Billy Joel get together with Charlie Puth and Bruce Springsteen and Elton John and make a super group? And But I guess well, their styles and their way of approaching writing maybe would get in the way. Well, when you had when you had Perry Farrell on and uh, uh, Billy Corgan, and they're collaborating, and he, he even said like rappers do it all the time. He goes, "We don't do it. We should do it more." So uh, I yeah, just I don't know that point. Yeah. Well, I uh, think it's also about the origins. They're always alone when they start, right? You know, yeah, and they right. just develop and develop and develop alone, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I'm ready. And they have to just tell everybody what they need because they've got it all in their head already. Although you think about like Billy Corgan, he went into the studio with Courtney Love and they produced that whole album together. And that was a great collaboration. But anyway, what do you know, uh, Ralph? What do you want to say? This this is so fucking typical of the world these days. Nobody can accept responsibility. This guy, Billy Eichner, made a stupid movie that nobody wants to see because it looks bad. It's just the trailer looks bad. I mean, I know Chris doesn't even want to see it. We were goofing on it. Just look, it just looks bad. He's in. You see this guy in the trailer who's like way too good looking for Billy. And it's just like it's his uh, it's his dream or something to get like to kiss this guy on camera or something. It's just weird. It's just Chris, like, stupid. And as a gay like, man, you didn't want to go see the gay uh, romantic comedy. What, what, what was the problem with it? You know, Howard, it was so over-promoted and so indulgent in its promotion that at some point it was a turnoff. Like, the movie looked okay, but it was made out to be like the second coming of Christ in terms of gay movies. And I just didn't... It, it, it turned me off, quite frankly, just the promoting of it. Is it possible, Chris, that you... As a gay yes. man, are homophobic mm -hmm. and uh, don't want to go see gay movies. You know, Howard. Some days I don't even know if I'm gay. I got. I, I got to be honest. I was telling Ralph the other day. I thought that picture of Heidi and her daughter making out was like hot. Like, like I, I was kind of into think, that. Do you think you could fuck Heidi and her daughter? I love the idea of a threesome. And you know, years ago, but when I was not Whoa. fully in tune with who I am. I would watch lesbian porn, and I would get off to it. So I think there's something you would, there. When you say get off, you would jerk yeah. off to lesbian porn. Yeah, because I think no it was the, it was it was kind of a substitute hey. for gay gay acts, Richard. gay something. <laughs> Wait you know. a second, Ralph knows what I'm talking. About. I, I've got I've got many gay uh, acquaintances and friends, and they tell yeah. me vagina is so fucking disgusting to them. Like they well, can't eat. They always They're say, silly. thank God, no. thank God I'm gay, because every who the gay fuck man, look at a vagina? Yeah. Every gay man wants their gay lover's ass. They call it a bussy. They want it to be a, a male pussy. So this whole idea that men don't like vagina, they're going out of their way to make an asshole look like vagina. And they would yeah, I've love seen it. Some, uh, I've seen some gay porn where the guy goes, oh, fuck my pussy. And then he yeah, gives fuck him his my asshole. pussy, make me pregnant, breed my ass cunt. That's all. <laughs> what? Oh, what? What? Yeah. what kind of yes. language is this? Well, yeah, it's the language right. of love. What's wrong? Robin's <laughs> very homophobic. Bros. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, if, the promo, bros too. If, the, if the promo for bros 
was before the Benji screams in Perez. It would have been like, um, <laughs> you're going to love this film and you're going to breathe that ass cunt. Fuck my pussy. Fuck my man. Fuck my bussy. And then all of a sudden it's I'm like, look, uh, look uh, eyes. Perez. Perez. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You'll laugh. Oh You'll cry. God. You'll love it. <laughs> Fuck his pussy. <laughs> oh my god. What is he doing? Now that's gay comedy. Benji. Benji. Benji, what's going on? Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs directly up your man pussy. It's it's the gay rom-com of the year. Gene Shalit came on his mustache. You've got a horror film and a, a romantic comedy you need to pitch to Netflix. Yeah. I'll give you a gay rom-com. If I make a gay rom-com, you're going to go see it. Trust me. I'm going to be head writer on that. You're damn right you are. Meanwhile, uh, Howard, Ralph and Chris need to go see Terrifier too. No, no, that, it. it looks it looks so bad. I, I don't. Well, who wants to see that? And Richard, why did you say that? You, you you told me you saw Halloween in the theater. So why are you sitting there going like I don't go to the theater? You went twice in two week in a week. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time in three years I've been. I saw Halloween ends and then Terrifier too. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to, because I don't want to over explain. Oh, I went and saw a Halloween ends and then Terrifier 2 a couple days later. But it's, yeah, it's the first time I've been to theater in three years to see those two movies. Whatever. It looks awful. Hey, if I could offer some insight to Chris, I think it's great. I, I, I think what he likes about the height, like, I think Chris is like, is really like kind of dirty. And I think that's, <laughs> oh my God. I, I think that you want to know like, something. I got to tell you about Ralph and, and Chris. It's like uh, when I was a single man before I met my beautiful Beth, I, I was dating quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Ralph came to me one time. I was dating a lovely woman who yeah. comes to me. Uh, he goes, I don't think you should be with her. I go, why not? He goes, she's very dirty. She's dirty. Oh. And I go, dirty? What do you mean by dirty? She's so lovely. What? I mean, I'm, 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 I like this woman so much. He goes. She's a dirty girl, I can tell. I just look at her, and she's dirty. And I go, I don't right. even know what that means. That sounds like, well, a, what do you mean? The good in yeah. bed? The dirty Why girl? am I dirty? No. Well, yeah, why is Chris, there, everyone's it, dirty? There's no, no, no. There's two different. There's two. You know who's things. dirty? Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has actual dirt on him. The, there's a pervy dirty. There's a pervy dirty, which Chris is, and then there's just dirty, like her, her, her pussy stinks. And I was right about that. That one. Woman. Oh, stop it! Get out of here. All right. So why is Chris dirty? You don't know anything about. He even it. said it to me. He said that turns me on because it's wrong. It's like the, the, the mom and the daughter kissing. He. he, he Come on, Chris. Yeah. This, this well, no, it is. It is because it's usually step, right? Everything's step. But the fact that it's... I'll tell you what the dirtiest part of that photo is. It's not even the kiss. It's the hand on the side. That's very erotic. I don't care what sex it is. And believe I me, if it, was a, if it was a man and a, and a, and a son, I'd be even more turned off. 
Can you imagine a man, a man and, and a, a son? son. Oh, <laughs> oh, a man and his son. <laughs> when I saw, I, I, like my first re- when I saw Heidi, when I saw Heidi and her daughter in lingerie, like mm. like being sexual, kind of. Yeah. I, I was There's like, nothing mother daughter about it, right? No. right. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I went, wow. The two of them look really great. I mean, Heidi's a great looking woman, mm-hmm. and now her daughter's beautiful. But I went, yeah. I go, this is really hot, but mm-hmm. there's something really wrong with these two. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, it's uh, like I'm, what? The I'm fuck? proud of you. I'm proud of you, my daughter. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I was like, do well, you know, with my dad. No, (laughs) Richard, you and your you and your dad in a a, of an ad would be really good. You and your dad like semi naked, like holding. Dude, dude, you got to do that. You got to tell your dad dad would never do that. I'd be up for it. My dad would tell me get the hell out of the house. Hey, Richard, this is your dad. I heard you call me. What's up? Hey, dad, uh, for the show, just as a goof, we're gonna like be in a lingerie and then we're gonna like like. Have a shoot together. I can call and ask him. I'll definitely ask him. Do that. Oh, please! We gotta at least hear the the audio. I don't yeah, think you, so. Yeah, I think we. I think we'd fly out there for that for that shoot. I'd fly out. I'd take the photo. <laughs> That'd be awful. That'd be worse than the terrifier. But Ralph, <laughs> it would. It really would be a horror show. Because think about it. Like, can you imagine? Like me and when my dad was alive, we did. I mean, how would? How would? First of all, my dad wouldn't even talk to me. My dad wouldn't even call me. So imagine like we're there in our underpants, like holding each other. <laughs> I told you, I told you to just hold me. I'm uncomfortable, Dad. Don't be stupid. Just do it. The pain. Kiss me. Bend over. No. Stick out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's not Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bob. Stick out your ass. <laughs> Stick out your ass, you moron. <laughs> I mean, it is weird, but uh, I got to say, they look great, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't think it looked dirty, but it was cute. It was hot. I mean... It anybody, was but, a mother and a daughter, Rob. Yeah, we know, Robin. <laughs> it works. It works. Mm. <laughs> and imagine a man and a son. Mm. Uh, imagine, imagine Richard and his father. No. <laughs> you lost me. So sexy. I think Richard would be fully nude with his father. I'm, uh, I'm thinking so, yeah. 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 Or like, so like Richard's kid's dad, too. Yeah, Richard, you should just like, uh, and by oh the way, you got to record God. the conversation with your father when you ask him yeah. just to hear the oh, reaction. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but like if you're just wearing like a jock strap and your dad's wearing like a thong. You know, <laughs> in a baseball oh, yeah, oh, At the very least, they've got to pull up, you know, like and sh- and Ooh. reveal ass meat. What about like <laughs> if Richard's dad has overalls, but nothing under the overalls? Like he's naked. Mm. Oh, I want to see more skin with How his gun. About <laughs> chaps. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Richard, how's your dad's body? Is he in good shape, or would he be oh, yes. really fat? He's though? in real good shape. No, uh, very much shape. so. He's very older, much so. He walks a lot, does a lot of fishing, hunting. Mm. So he's, he's oh, with the naked with the fishing poles. Yeah. <laughs> some tackles. Mm. Holding up some catfish. <laughs> he's a Kansas nine and he's ready for his photo shoot. Mm. <laughs> All right, dude. Later. Uh, Dorothy, you're on the air in uh, New York. 
Dorothy in New York. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. I'm so happy that you're having Bruce Springsteen on. You and me both. um, I, I hope it goes well. And I wanted to say that I read his autobiography and he wrote extensively about having enormous depression for many, many mm. years. And we are so lucky and fortunate to have him still with us, considering so many dear, dearly departed musicians who just led painful lives that we didn't know about. And he worked hard with his wife. And um, I just Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Dorothy, I'll tell you this. I actually uh, spoke for a few minutes yesterday to Mr. Bruce Springsteen himself. We called each other. And uh, and it was the most lovely. I tell you, I can't wait to speak with him because um, he basically said, Hey, Howard, I'm bringing in my guitar. You know, what do you want me to play? Can you imagine Bruce Springsteen saying that to me? And I, you know, rather than I played it cool. I said, Bruce. Uh, let me take a breather here because I'm going to pass out because, uh, n- you know, nobody gives me that kind of option. So I said, um, I could name 25 songs I think you should play. Uh, but uh, so I'm going to I'm going to, um, you know, come up with my list. But I, I said, I'd be happy if you play, you know, anything. Play Happy Birthday. I don't care what it is. But, uh, you know, but also he goes, yeah, let's, let, you know, I said, let, you know, I can't wait to have a conversation with you. And I, and I yes. just said to him, yeah, I said, oh, I just did my therapy. And he was like, hey, we can talk about that too. And mm-hmm. he said, I'll talk about anything you want. So, um, he's really up did, for did, it. Did and, you read his chapter on the enormous uh, depression he'd gone through? Yeah, I sure did. It was, I sure just, did. I told you, I thought so his, I thought his book was, me. Oh, yeah, I thought his book was incredibly honest. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it sounds to me like it's going to be just uh, fantastic to sit with him and, and talk about anything and everything. The, the, the problem with someone like Bruce is you really need about 25 hours with the guy oh, because his, his, his catalog is so huge. And his, 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 the, the, the breadth of his career and his life is staggering. So, you know... I mean, how do we wrap our arms around someone who has produced so much wonderful music and given so many people hours of concerts and knowing that uh, or not knowing that there's something horrible inside uh, and, you know. Well, can I tell you something? We are blessed to have him. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, what to, I mean, I don't know how many songs he'd be willing to discuss or perform or whatever, but. I said, if I have to narrow it down to two, I was like, mm. geez, you know, this is horrible. Good luck because, to you, yeah. Well, he, well, he, I'll tell you what I came up with with the two. I came up with about ten that I could narrow uh-huh. it down to. I should give you my whole list, but I'll tell you the two Let's that hear it. I narrow. Okay, I'm going to tell you, but here was the problem <laughs> Take it I easy, realized. Kathy. <laughs> here was the problem I realized. It's Dorothy. Uh, oh, it's here's Dorothy. The pro- okay. Oh, you can call her Kathy. She doesn't. Same thing. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Call everyone, Kathy. In fact, I call Chris Kathy when we're alone. But so when I was sitting there and Bruce goes, hey, you got any songs you want me to do? And I'm like, whoa, you know, your head starts to spin. And right away, I thought of my friend Ross Zapin, who's the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan in the world. Right. And I go, you know, you go to him and God, you know, everybody has their favorites. And so now, you know. You you can't help but piss people off because they want to go. What you didn't ask for this one, this one now that you know. So it's it's really, 
That's hard, why you but, pretend that Bruce picked. <laughs> right. Well, I kind of said to him, Bruce, anything you play would be, I, I would, you know, I'd be honored. But I am going to, um, I, I came up with these two, but I'll tell you, Gary, do you remember my whole, I'll tell you the two I, I chose. I'm curious um, to hear what Gary's are, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what did I narrow it down to, Gary? You wrote down the list. Yes. Give everything, and then I'll tell you the top two out of those. Okay, uh, Thunder Road at the piano, right? Born in the right. USA, the way he does it in the Broadway show, which is a very different version. Yeah, Tougher than the rest. Strip, uh, 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 mm. Born in the USA, he does strip down, and it takes on a whole different meaning. Um, go ahead. Tougher than the rest. Uh, my hometown. <laughs> Promised Land and The Rising. Okay. Ooh. And then I said, if I had to choose two, uh, I said, tougher than the rest and The Rising. I know because you love I, tougher than the rest. Whenever I hear tougher than the rest, I cry. And The Rising, <gasps> too. Yeah, I know. What, you no know good? You see, this is the problem. <gasps> Howard, you're going to start getting people calling, right? <laughs> You're wrong, you're gonna... wrong, you're wrong, yes. Yeah. Dorothy, <laughs> tell me, tell, oh, well, wait, Dorothy, go ahead, tell me what's wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, okay. Well, that I was a, you went... a weird noise you made. Yeah, she went, yeah, you... oh. <laughs> like uh, somebody kicked <laughs> you in the pussy mention, or something. I was hoping he'd mention <laughs> a song that I want, a jungle, a down in jungle land. Uh, yeah. Dorothy, give me your top three. Give me the top three you'd want to hear. Uh, I, I like my hometown. Oh, <laughs> I'm shitting. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Uh, down jungle land. <laughs> and number three? Born to run. <laughs> I am sitting on my speaker. <laughs> 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 I have the bass turned way down. You got it way down. Chris. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking. What, what day are you doing this interview? I can't wait. Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, what day? Should I announce the day, Gary, or should I, I think, not? I think it's out already. Oh. It will be October 31st, Halloween. <laughs> oh my god you know what thought i had i gotta ask bruce this is what i gotta ask i mean i, I i've already written 500 questions i think so. you both guys should dress up for halloween <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's well, funny he's gonna dress, dress up like other. howard stern yeah. and i'm gonna bruce be gonna i'm gonna be, be uh I'll be yeah, Art the Clown. <laughs> no, I'll be Art the Clown, and Bruce will walk in, and then go like, "Hey, who are you?" I'm Art the Clown. <laughs> I'll send you my mask, Howard. And then he'll hang uh, him from the ceiling and hex him to death. Yeah, cut, cut, cut my vagina off. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, I was thinking, I was thinking the other night, like I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. And uh, I was thinking, you know, this guy has so many songs. Bruce has like, I would say a thousand uh, songs that are well known. You know what I mean? Like a thousand, literally like a, it's got to be a few hundred at least. So if he goes into Kelly would know. How many songs do you think Bruce has? How between, many hits? Between the solo albums, you know, going to Nebraska, uh, all of the, and not even cover versions and stuff. I'm just talking about the his songs that he wrote. I'm guessing now, right? I'm just guessing. It's got to be between like 600 and 1,000 because he's put out so many albums, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was there's a box set, Howard, that got put out some years ago. It's like eight volumes long of songs that he had never released, stuff he's just recorded over the years. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When he goes and does a concert or or if I said to him, Bruce, play this song, would he know all the lyrics to his own songs? In other words, are they all in his head or would he have to go study his own song in order to play it? Some of those he doesn't play in concert, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, how does he does he know all his own songs even? I think he's talked about that from the stage. Doesn't he use a teleprompter because sometimes well, he gets lost? No, no. The teleprompter is for um, when he takes requests, right? Uh -huh. So they might take a request from the audience and it might be like a song from the 60s and he mostly knows it, but they'll throw that up on a teleprompter. Yeah. But I don't think he okay. uses one for his own songs, but I'm not positive. Anyway, but anyway, Bruce is uh, real excited about coming in and was real thrilled to talk to him and uh, can't wait to do that on the air. Uh, and, Wolfie, and what do you want to say? I loved in his book was when he did the halftime show. It was uh, I loved that so much, and he he writes about it. I don't know if you're going to discuss that with him. I mean, what did he discuss about that? I don't remember that from the book. What did he say about doing the halftime show? He just said it was fucking amazing yeah. and the pyrotechnics behind them, and and yeah. it was just they had this huge gospel choir. Um, it, it was just incredible how much they put in uh, work they put into that halftime show. Uh, Weird to me, I would think like with the choir. Surprised out of all the things Bruce has done in his life, but yeah, I guess that would be incredible. All right, Dorothy, I got to go. We'll we'll, Have we'll a nice uh, day. You too. You Thanks too. for the call. Bye. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Peace and love. Bye. Peace and love. Uh, what do you want to say, Wolfie? You got something to add to this conversation? Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it's love. so tough with that list. I mean, when you talk about guys that come in to perform, I mean, Bruce is right at the top. But uh, I'm just surprised you didn't mention Atlantic City and then Dancing in the Dark from that Broadway show. Oh, Man, yeah, that, 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 that version that good. Is, is killer. But I'm saying you got to narrow got it down. But... Uh, Jungleland, though, I can't believe that didn't make your list. Oh. <laughs> Do me a favor. <laughs> and if you listen to this show, don't write me and tell me what Bruce should play because it's absurd. You know, you could say Hungry Bruce Heart. Bruce asked say, him, not you. Right. He asked me. He wants to know what I what I respond to, not what you respond to. Like Glory Days is another great song that he could do. I mean, I think you should just come in and do a 17 hour concert myself and then yeah, uh, I'll Howard, shut up. Yeah. Like a song that I think should be in there is Growing Up, which is, you know, from the first couple of records. It's a great song. And also Brilliant Disguise. Mm. Oh, Brilliant Disguise. Mm. 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 Oh. 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 oh my god. I'm losing my mind. I'm, 
I'm having an orgasm. You know what I was grateful for the whole time that Dorothy was on the phone? Yeah. That Chris was here and I could see that his lips weren't moving. Yeah. Because, then we could be, we'll be, oh, oh here, I'll be here, Chris. Rosalita. Yeah. Rosalita. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr I'll turn down the bass on my voice. Go again. Go again. <laughs> Rosalita. Name another song. Okay. I'll mention an, an album. Greetings from Asbury Park. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's like rejuvenation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Help me. Well, this is this is the problem with uh, interviewing someone as big as Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Everybody has their favorites. And, uh, you know, I already see on the phones, uh, there's a guy on the phone. You, you skip this, you skip that. You, you, know, you know, that's the problem. But, yep. um, you know, it's just uh, Too many it's impossible. Too many songs. Good yeah, you're not going to have, please yeah. everyone. What about the river? That's such a great song. Yeah. I'll give you another great song I love. Pink Cadillac. Huh? Mm -hmm. See? Phenomenal. Yeah. But what am I going to do? I, I mean, I can't ask the guy 500 songs. I got to also talk to him. What talk about Blinded up. by the Light? Blinded by the Light. It, well, you know what? Maybe I could ask Bruce to do Blinded by the Light because I feel like that's a song, if he just did that on acoustic guitar, it could be fucking amazing. Yeah, I've seen him do it that way before. And it's it's really with acoustic? It, yeah, it works well. It's it's a great idea. Hmm. Wow. All right, back to the drawing board. Streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> Streets of Philadelphia won an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squirting. All right, let me ask you this. Gary, here's a question. Yeah. Let's think of a Bruce Springsteen song with all the concerts you've been to and stuff, and you listen to E Street Radio all the time. What is a Bruce Springsteen song that you've heard him do, you know, the way he does it on the album, but he's never performed acoustically? That's the question. Think. Yeah. I, I really, I have to think because there's, because. Like, has he ever done 10th Avenue Freeze Out with just an acoustic oh. guitar? Oh. It's yeah. not ringing a bell. Cause it's, that's a, that's an upbeat song and he usually, you know, lets that's loose what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think he's what, the, like, he. I think there's a piano version of that somewhere, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, let me think. What uh, a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird when Dorothy. I go. Uh, I go. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know what I said. You know, whatever it, song. It, you yeah. gave your list, and you yeah. picked you the two songs you picked, yeah. and then boy, was there a reaction! Yeah, <laughs> like a ounce of estrogen in her voice, not an ounce of it. <laughs> All right, how you about how about how about because the night? Oh, oh I love what a good that. song. 
<laughs> I soaked through my Japan. Howard, can we have Dorothy record herself listening to the interview? Uh, can we get a I want to hear the noises she makes when you're talking to Bruce. Yes, we have to have that on a separate track. <laughs> so no. Yeah, the commentary track. <laughs> Dorothy, if you're listening, record yourself listening to the interview. <laughs> oh, touch oh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm wearing you said, a negligee. You said stronger than the rest. And that was the, oh, that was the tougher, thing. Tougher. <laughs> tougher, tougher than, than the rest. Oh. <laughs> you thought you did something wrong. <laughs> right. You thought you killed you it. Didn't, you didn't know that was an orgasm. <laughs> oh, no. Keep going. Oh. oh. All right. Well, anyway, that's that. Oh, also, if we're talking about stuff that's coming up, I want to talk about the uh, Drew Barrymore dating game. Holy mackerel. Did we when, hit into something when, crazy? When d is that happening? Uh, I'm that, like waiting with bated breath. That is happening you have bated breath? <laughs> you should take a mint for that. You're so feminine. <laughs> I um, I, It is happening Monday. Monday. I'm really excited. about. I should get my wife down here because if anyone has put more energy into the Drew Barrymore dating game. Is she going to be it, part of it? I don't know. I told her I think it'd be good. But she personally picked two of the guys that are oh. participating who she feels would be very, very strong candidates to be uh -huh. Mr. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I don't know if she'll come down. I don't know. How many contestants are there? I think we're, she's. it's terrible. We had so many people approach us. And when I say people approach us, I think we narrowed it down to four dudes, uh -huh. four guys. And I'm telling you, it was tough. There's a lot of dudes out there who want to date Drew Barrymore. Now, let me ask you one thing. Were they vetted? Oh, yeah. First of all, the yes. two that, yeah. And also the, the two that Beth picked. I, I, don't, I don't want to give away too much, but one of them, I think she dated. So, you know. You mean this and, is some... And, and this is someone she so approves of. Like, she thinks this guy is the guy. Okay. But then there's another guy that Beth is so in love with who's playing. You know, I'm telling you, we've put a lot of energy into this. I do now know what I am looking for. She knows what she's looking for, but we think we know better. And then well, let me tell you something. I saw her. I told you I saw her doing an interview the other day, and I thought we haven't done that dating game yet. She might be in love with somebody already by the time yeah. you get around to this game. Hey, I'm not the one holding it up. Drew, we had to go by Drew's schedule, but uh, and then the one guy. I'll tell you one guy. A guy named Art the Clown is going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a charm. No, but anyway. <laughs> I know High Pitch has been lobbying hard to be in it. High Pitch, <laughs> I'm taking this very seriously. I know you would. He he left a message the other day pitching himself. High Pitch was pitching, and here's what he said. He said, um, "What the hell did he say?" He goes, uh, "I want to I want to date Drew Barrymore. I'm very serious." He says, "I love Drew. 
Yeah. I love Drew so much, I start my day watching her. She has an attractive, cute smile, pretty eyes. She is petite and well-proportioned. Everything Eric isn't. She has beautiful hair. Her show is on CBS at 9 a.m. It's like he was doing Well, he knows all about her then. Yeah. <laughs> That's not creepy. 9.30 now. 9.30 it starts? Yes. Yeah. Do you think so, Drew wants someone who starts their day by turning on the TV while, before they've gotten out of bed to watch her? <laughs> no. <laughs> she wants a guy who's working during her show. <laughs> right. Listen, Howard, she's the hottest girl on CBS in the morning, so I do love her. Huh. But, <laughs> That's but, nice. But, but, but Eric, she you know. She doesn't love to have too much sex, which is good. What? She doesn't like to have a lot of sex, which is good for me. Ah. <laughs> That's very good for you. Very good. Yeah, you know, honestly, Eric, I have my feel. You know, I love you, but I think you're confused sexually. I really do think the way you were with Chris Wilding or with Donnie Wahlberg that you might be better suited to date a man, honestly. And I don't mean no, that with any... Uh, Come on, you know, you... Howard. Listen, I want to take this seriously. At least give me a shot and see what, see what you, you say. Can, can I be honest? Oh. And I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this nonsense, but do you think <laughs> Drew wants a guy who couldn't come after getting blown for three days? <laughs> yes, because, uh, yes, yes, I do, honestly. Uh, I don't think she wants to pick up the bill, pay for the hotel, buy you food. I don't think she wants to do all that. Smell your mean she doesn't. You mean she doesn't want to go bankrupt? <laughs> I'm in New York. She's in New York, so that's not going to happen. I was thinking maybe you should date Drew uh, Carey, the uh, <laughs> actor. That's your Drew. <laughs> That's the Drew for you. <laughs> if I do a Drew Carey uh, dating game, I'm going to put you on it, all right? Uh, he probably watches Prices Right, too. Sure he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, Richard. Oh, by the way, I want to listen to Richard about the snow crabs, too. Did you eat those, what? Eric, at Yankee Stadium? No, I don't like snow crabs, but they have at the sushi bar over there, and I go and I eat like like a hundred pieces of sushi when I was there. Mm. <laughs> well, then Drew I stand that. corrected. Earlier in the show, I blamed the uh, snow crab crisis up in Alaska on Eric <laughs> eating all of the snow crabs, and uh, I stand corrected. Uh, we can rule that one out, I guess. Right. Uh, it turns out. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. By the way, uh, there are other people who want to date Drew Barrymore. I'm, so uh, let me go on with this. All right. Thank you, Eric. Eric, you did not make the final four, unfortunately. You, okay? were, you were number five, and we could only have four. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, listen, I, tried, I, I did try, and I want to say something real quick. I'm a cameo, and I do the Uncle Rico show. Huh? Say that again. I'm on the Uncle Rico podcast. Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> He's in Puerto okay. Rico. Is that what he said? Well, yes. That sounds. That uh, sounds exciting. Okay. Thank you. Right. Uncle Rico. Wow. Uh, anyway, getting back to the Drew Barrymore dating game. So, uh, like I said, you know, Beth had really strong feelings about men who might be suitable for Drew. 
And, she and they were willing out. to play. They were up for it. Oh, they were way up for it. But That's there was great. so many there was so many dudes who were up. Oh, there oh, she hi. is. Oh, there you are. Honey, stand on that spot. We made a spot for you for their camera. What are you all dressed uh, up for? Oh, meeting the jewelry designer. You know, the piece of jewelry I'm designing for yeah. my foundation. Um, Beth is raising money again, of course, for Animal Rescue. Because <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes people, like we know some rich people, and we think, oh, they're going to give a big donation. Because, you know, it takes a ton of money to save animals. Because we, we pay for all the we pay for all the operations. You do. <laughs> I do. So Beth started a foundation and like, you know, sometimes like you know, when people adopt an animal from us, we give them food. We give them um, uh, you do we a whole pay for their spay and neuters, their vaccinations, their surgeries, their all their special needs. Um, yeah, but we do have a foundation and you've been the one providing the one. all the money to the foundation. But you're the, you're was, the big donor. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to you the, the other day, every day I get packages of things from people like cat clothes or chocolate or lucky charms like people sending me things that i love and i have enough stuff and i have enough sweets so if people do want to support our foundation they can you know they can donate online if they want to but just don't buy me stuff use that money if it's whatever well, sometimes we get we know really some wealthy people when i'm talking sure. wealthy mega mega wealthy and uh they'll adopt a cat through beth's foundation and Beth goes, hmm, I wonder if they're going to give a donation. And then, like, to you know, North Shore, even. They don't even have to, right. it doesn't have to be to me, to my foundation. Um, so we, we get all charged up. We go, oh, finally. Like, someone's <laughs> yeah, going to help somebody's going to take care of some of these animals for us. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, we pay these vets a lot of money. They're good vets. So they, you know, we got to say what my bill at my vet was. Go ahead. $38,000 last month from all the eye surgeries and hernia surgeries and amputations. Well, so that's what I was going to say. These bills never go away with you guys because you're always bringing in new cats. So there's more. Every cat requires we had a cat. something. Yeah. We, I take those ones on. We get a cat, right? Well, in the beginning, it was just like Beth would say to me, hey, you know, with the the foundation is me. Would the foundation pay you're, you're for... You're meeting with the foundation? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm on the board. So would the foundation pay for the spay and neuter of this category? Of course, of course. I don't spay. ask you anymore. But, yeah, she, I don't even get asked anymore. There's but. a puppy that came in that was hit by a car, and his bill's mm. already up to, I think, $13,000. Puppy gets hit. So here's what happens. Puppy gets hit by a car, $13,000. Okay. Um, we got a cat... The other uh, week, this cat, for some reason, had a hernia and all of its organs were outside of its body. Oh, dear. And it was getting infected. It was going to die. So we took him in from another uh, another uh, rescue and we paid for him to be he's beautiful now. He gets adopted. Blah, got blah, adopted blah. yesterday. Got Phoenix. adopted yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, once in a while, though, we adopt to like really super wealthy people. And, you, and I go to Beth, I go, oh, thank God, this is it. They're going to give a donation, donation, right? They give like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. One give like, like, there'll be a big hero. Oh, we gave 250 bucks. The fucking care package we put together is 250 bucks. I know. I've seen um, the pictures of the new 
pet owners, you know, when they're getting their forever home. And it looks like they won't have enough room in the car to pack up everything Beth gives to them. Well, my whole house is full of the stuff that Beth gives. I go, go, honey, I make a good living, but at some point, uh, someone's got to donate to this fucking cause. I mean, you're still working. How long is your contract? I got to keep working if you're going to keep doing this. This will kind of work. Honey, I'm so upset. Why? Because I'm posting. I posted a picture of Yoda and Instagram instantly wrote on or it got sent back saying this is violating all of our rules. You this is offensive content and they oh. took it down. So I was like, this is strange. Um, so I reposted it and then they blocked me. Then they finally lifted the block when I posted Jessica Rabbit drinking the water. Yeah. And then I got another notification saying that I'm posting inappropriate. You? Um, yeah. So I am completely blocked from posting any of my fosters on Instagram. I don't What's, know what, what to do. What, what, what is lost. I think people like maybe yeah, fuck they're with doing you. that on yeah. purpose. And they, right. they do it on purpose. So so, animals, so just, animals will die. I just I just want to go back to posting my um, fosters and I'm blocked from Instagram right now. Gary, didn't we make a connection at Instagram and explain to them that people are cunts and that they just do <laughs> shitty things and they like report like stuff? Can't we just like get a roundabout to Instagram and say, come on, assholes, just yeah, fucking fix the situation. Yeah, this is just animal content. There's no yeah. salacious or no. awful material being well, posted. Well, the picture of Yoda that I initially posted was in front of those wooden ducks, you know, in our hallway. Yeah. And I wrote duck, duck, Yoda. Right. So I'm thinking maybe the duck, duck triggered something no. on their, oh. like, instead of fuck. I yeah. don't know. I was trying to figure it out. It's the cutest. I, I don't know. I'm blocked from Instagram right now. Jesus Christ. Gary, can you help me? Yoda's not wearing clothes. Maybe it's a nudity <laughs> thing. Uh, no, I know what it is. It's just listeners and stuff fucking with, with you. That's so sad. Around, yeah. yeah, well. Yeah, but I so. love the pictures of the, the rabbit. And with Coco Melon. Well, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm like that. Well, I need another book and a story because it's so anyway. great. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, I always see these rich dudes giving um, big donations to charity. They should give to you and, and, and loosen my burden up. A yeah, but they've got to get um, some kind of publicity out of it. Uh, you know, all right, I'll publicize it. Th- that's the thing. That's how you get, you know, you get them all in a room. They get competitive. And the next thing you know, they're bidding $50 million for yeah, a watch. Yeah. You know, well, we don't do that. We're not doing that. I know. We don't even like asking. Well, I'm designing that beautiful high-end yes. necklace. It's a high-end necklace for um, for the holidays that's going to benefit 100% the foundation. But it's beautiful. I'm like, really excited. Yeah, so there you go. So buy one of those and you'll be making a donation. Um, no, back to Drew. Yeah, let's get to Just Drew. Just get my Instagram. Let's. I need help on that. All right. Now let's get to the most important thing yeah, yeah. I've been working on Beth, for so long. Beth gives me my assignments for the day, and my, I have the following assignments. Change Instagram so that they never fuck with her. That's my first assignment. <laughs> my second assignment is to, um, I got to get money for the foundation, so I got to work. And now... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Beth was really super involved. You had really strong feelings about who would be appropriate to date Drew Barrymore. And um, 
I said you picked, I think, two of the guys. I did. That are going to be playing. I did, and I love them both so much. I feel like she wants to date these two guys more than me. I'm so in love with both of them. Yeah. The first one. If I die, which I probably will before you. I would probably Go to, I would try oh to take one God. of those. Oh, oh my, my God. God. All right. That's, you know what? Instagram, do whatever you want. I don't care. But let's see those two geniuses get the. Uh... No, no, seriously. They're, right. they're just two guys that I feel are so, I can't believe that are, who are still single. I mean, it's mind boggling. Right. Um, and also, one, they don't have any like attachments that, you know, no, might make you crazy no. or anything, I'm, right? Baffled. No, the first one is somebody I've just been fond of since I just when I first moved to New York when I was I, twenty years old. I, I met did him. let out that you might have dated. Yeah, we dated. Right, right. We dated. Yeah, um, and we've remained friends. And I'm just I cannot believe he doesn't have somebody, and he wants a relationship so badly. And mm. I do know that um, he once had a very big crush on Drew Barrymore. So I oh. thought that was very interesting. I thought oh, of him immediately. That be exciting. Yeah. yeah. I got in touch See? with him. And I said, are you still single? And he goes, can you believe it? I am. And I was like, this is the most, this guy's just awesome. So he gets a call from you and you go, are you still single? And, no, uh, he knows. Oh, okay. I mean, we follow uh, uh, each other on social media. Get a little and... jealous. What can I say? <laughs> and uh, The other one, people are going to just yeah, he's your, I know the other one personally, and he is a yeah. great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. No, he's the best. Yeah. I mean, I, other than you. Seconds you. If I was gay, I would go with him. The He'd two. My, my two picks. I don't know who Gary's third and fourth are. Yeah, then Gary got uh, numbers three and four, and I'm not Gary even sure who they are. Them? No, no, no. We a, had a team. a team of us. A team. Oh, yes. okay. But the, the competition was intense. Now, listen, these are some, some descriptions of guys we had to pass on. A host from a very successful cable television program. Eh. An actor from a heavily Emmy-nominated TV show, an executive producer from a hit daytime TV program, several heads of startups, charity foundations, and consulting groups, lawyers and doctors we had to pass on, firefighters and policemen, and musicians from every genre that we passed on. So there were a lot of Who are these other two guys? And Robin's like, and what's their number? (laughs) We do see them, Robin. They're delicious. Um... But anyway, uh, so on Monday, you will meet the men who did meet our high criteria and the guys who want to. How do you real- do it? You, do you mention their names? I don't think so. The I end. think we do it like the dating game. Like they're anonymous. Bachelor number one, okay. two, one, and three, two. and four. But then afterwards, will you acknowledge and y- say who, which one yeah. I dated and yeah. the other yeah. one? Yeah, that'd be fun. Absolutely. But, um, Look at this. Now, who's Since picking announcing- the questions for the bachelors? Well, Are you working with Drew on Yes. That? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I just yes. want to make sure. What's the, what's the um, win? What's the date? Oh, it's, uh, it, no, 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 no. Oh, they're going to like, uh, <laughs> it's, they're going to do their own thing. I want to see my ex. Drew, Drew knows <laughs> how. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not going on any dates with your ex. That's it. I'm not with sitting you. there. With me. What am I going to do? Um, uh, here's some of the email. I would do anything for a chance to be part of the Drew dating game. I would even smell Richard's balls. I would do kakioki. I would change Wendy's diaper. If anyone drops out, please let me be an alternate. So there's a lot of demand here. And you know who really wanted Drew was Benji. But I said no. Mm. 
He did uh, lose. He lost a hundred pounds. Handsome. He 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 actually threw his cum drenched hat into the Delicious. That's the question. Yes. No. Delicious. Oh, I love Benji. No, I think he Benji's handsome. I always thought so. Yeah. Benji, yeah, you always said Benji's yeah. a nice looking yes, guy, right? Yes, you always uh, found yeah, something in Benji. Yeah, meatball <laughs> eyes. Hey, pal. Yeah, I said no to you because you know I wanted the sh- I wanted the date to be bigger than uh, you know than just our show because Blit too. John Blit wanted to date her, oh, really? and I, you know what? Honestly, I think she did John Blit or Benji, but you know, I don't and know. I, I just I think it's a little bit of uh you know, like when you know someone, it it uh I can't think of that expression. Familiarity breeds contempt. Right. If if you were doing another show and you were like, "Hey, this guy from the Howard Stern show is a writer on the show." I think you might be into it. I know, but I know too much about you. I've, you know, I've seen your cock and balls. It's, you know what I mean? There's no mystery there. Look, we've been playing you all day today. I don't think we could uh, pawn you off to Drew. Benji told me, Benji told me he feels a strong connection to Drew because they like to look at the world and people in a similar way. So I let mean, me say Benji's something a little about nuts. that. Let Benji in. No, I can't, let I can't me make, say I can't make it five. I can't make it five. I can't make it five guys. You know Remember I mean? he had that therapist and he had a strong connection to her <laughs> <laughs> and she fired him from therapy. And by the way, aren't you also seeing a woman? I, I, I unfortunately, I, we broke up recently. For true. Uh, there's, a, there's a shock. There's a shock. I knew that one. Who's the cute guy at the bottom? Oh, John Blit. He's a, he'd be a great contender. Listen, I have something for Drew that none of the guys can offer Drew. Coke, right? No, a screenplay <laughs> that will guarantee her an Academy Award win, 100%. It's a sequel to E.T. where she reprises her role as Gertie, and it's it's an incredible... You wrote it? I wrote it, yep, and it's fantastic. You're saying... Who told you that? What's that, J.D.? You're, <laughs> you're saying that on your own, what you could offer Drew Barrymore is... Yep. You have written a sequel to E.T., Yep. That I assume you would direct. No, I don't need to direct it. I think Spielberg should do it. It's called E.T.'s Back. <laughs> it's, um, it's basically, it would be her monster. It's like, it's got, it's a drama and it's, it's incredible. Wow. Well, there yep. you go. I mean, that's, that's awfully, uh, enticing. When did enticing. you write that, Blit? I've been writing it for the past month. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's a drama. I think he it's should big. be a contender. You really do? Yeah. See, I thought Blit. Should that actually, yeah, Blitz should be a contender. I heard, I heard you broke up with your fiance. Well, oh, I didn't what? do the, I didn't do the, I didn't do the breaking up, but yes, that relationship is, uh, as you say, uh, kaput. Cause I was just and, about to say, isn't he in a relationship? Yeah. And, no. it, and I also heard that you're dating up a storm, dude. Yeah. Like it's a, fun. You, yep. Yeah. Going out, dating, having fun. Yeah. But I heard it's like every night you're like me before I met my wife. I'm telling you. I couldn't, honey, I was dating up a storm. I had to stop. Thank God you came along because I was, I was going to kill myself. Do you you're know, like I me. Had muscle, to, I was the one of the happiest people when you met Beth because every time I went out, everyone was telling me where you had just been. You were so all over Manhattan. (laughs) Mr. Social. At 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. I mean, yeah, I know. There was a lot of reports, a lot of sightings of me. I was very, you know, I was on the prowl. But Blit, 
uh, you're dating up a storm. To, someone told me that you just dated a girl who looks exactly like your fiance. I, I don't think she does, really. I mean, I don't think so. I don't see it. I think Honestly. you're too close to the rebound, as they call it. Well, to, you know, it's fun to go out and Drew. I'm just dating and having fun. And the only way to kind of get to know people is go out on dates. So, you know, that's the way to kind of do it. Are you banging these broads or are you just like dating? Listen, my uncle once told me never to kiss and tell. That's what a gentleman does. Good. So That's like good. Him. Yeah. yeah. He'd be like good for me. Like the, the pink sweater is what I'm Thank like. You. <laughs> I think let's add him, please. Really? Yeah. I told you Blit wanted to do it. All I right. told you that would, I mean. Five I, dudes? Jesus, that's like a that's that's too much for Drew. Is that too much for her too? No, Howard, we're we're still you know we're still juggling some stuff around, so we we can talk about this. But I'm a strong proponent of Blit being in. I think yeah. oh, if yeah? he presented if he presented Drew with that script, I think she would love like she would that would make her laugh. That's the kind of funny she likes. Listen, All right. it's every young actor's dream to win an Oscar, and this is a guarantee. I guarantee you, you can tell me after writing this, this is the greatest script you ever read. Yes. Uh, Why yeah. haven't right. you given this script to Howard if it's so great? Uh, you know, uh, I don't that's okay. Do that. that's Please, actually looking for that's I actually am really genuinely interested in finding love for her, not her next movie role. But well, I feel me, that he's single and, you know, let me tell you something. I think Drew likes kind of quirky. Can I vouch so. for John a little bit, Howard? Because John's oh, my greatest really? friend. Okay. John is such a. Lovely guy. He is a worldly guy. I would not have the same experience I have in New York if it wasn't for John Blit. He's a genuine person. He worships the women he's with, like worships them, worships them. And uh, he would be a fantastic mate for anybody. But Drew oh. could do a whole heck of a lot worse than John. He is a catch. Thank and John, you, you are an exceptional cook, right? I mean, yeah. exceptional. Oh, wow. Thank you. Are you allergic to cats? No, I love cats. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I, I, think, I think Beth wants to date you. <laughs> I know. She's looking no, at... No, no, no. She's has never, cats. I got to tell you, Blit, she's never looked at me the way she's looking at you. I, I got to be honest. Uh, I mean, I give up. I this still is, think Benji looks really good, too. Hey, Benji, I Benji think I found you... Benji does look good, yeah. He does, right? Look at his eyes. Yeah, You're but, dreamy. But, but shouldn't he take off the uh, hat and show no. his bald head? No, you like him I with like the hat? the hat. He looks... You yeah. like the hat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah, Sarah's on the phone. She wants Benji. You want Benji? Good morning. I don't want Benji. I see him on my uh, Bumble app, though. I was wondering if he's <laughs> still uh, with this new girl he was dating. Nah, he broke up with her, evidently. You broke up with your yeah. girlfriend, right? Yeah, we broke up. He's hesitating. Yeah. I almost feel yeah. he's putting it on. Well, he's because I, I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> you think this is the announcement? Yeah. No, I, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, it, it's emotional. Yeah. By the way, the guys are writing me notes saying this is not the first time you have pointed out how handsome John Blit is. I mean, uh, oh really? Yeah. I don't oh, it's true. That, it's true. Um, it's true. He must have. He must look different with the last time I saw pictures. Hey, you know, in my own defense, I got to now beat up on Blit a little bit. Blit, you don't look good to me. You look like. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I don't think I'm a good-looking guy. I'm not. I, I'm like a three. Point two. <laughs> right. Out of ten. Damn right. Yeah, believe the point me. two. What's that? <laughs> he works out a lot. He's got a yeah. he's got a good body. John is in very good shape. Really? 
Really? Well, you should spend more time in the you should spend more time in the writing room than working out. He's writing while he works out. That's right. So, all right. So, honey, you feel? Are you going to pop in during the dating game, or are you going to stay out of it? No, that would be distracting. You think? I have favorites. You have favorites. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Right. Right. All right. Well, there's a lot of people that really want to date Drew. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens on Monday, who we selected, who Beth selected. How are we doing that, Gary? Are the gentlemen flying in from various um, cities or is everybody local in New York right now? No, we're going to do the whole thing on Zoom because everybody's, oh, gotcha. you know, these are professional people. They're always yeah. traveling. So everybody's yeah. out and about. But Drew will be in our studio. Okay. Hold on a second. This is annoying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Andrew Dice Clay. What's on your mind? It's the dice man here. You know what? Forget these other fucking low lives. I know for a fact that Drew wants to drink my goo. Oh, you're insane. Are you? How dare you? You've got to be a gentleman today, Drew. Listen Come to on. me, Barry Moore, Barry Moore, sugar and spice. Hey, open them ass cheeks for old Uncle Dice. Oh, oh my God. I don't God. think see, so. Uh, honey, you I'll don't. You. Uh, yes, yes. I'll tell yes, you what. Dice. When she hears my nursery rhymes, she'll be dripping like a Thanksgiving turkey right out of the oven. Oh. Dice, I feel you're too uncouth for Drew Barrymore. Right, honey? We don't. We, what do you make of this kind of pitch? I think it's coming on too strong. Not for Drew. Not for Drew. Uncouth. I, I mean, you call this uncouth gurgle gurgle little drew <laughs> down your throat my cock will spew in your ass i'll put my fist and tongue the lips from where you piss oh, oh. you know that is how do you like that one beth dice, dice. <laughs> honey how do you like that do you like that you no know, that's not my humor she <laughs> loves po you 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 find this too gross yeah, it's over the it's top dice to oh, come dice. on drew drew barrymore <laughs> come on more like i want to bury more of my cock and drew so much for I, I had to shut the door. That is disgusting, <laughs> honey. That's not my sense of humor either. I don't like that. That's terrible. Not being a gentleman like that. So many people are... Hold on Who's a second. that? Oh, my God. It's Gary Busey. Do you want to date Drew Barrymore? I absolutely would. You have to understand these other gentlemen have nothing on me. Drew has been my soulmate for 47 lifetimes. And Drew <laughs> is D-R-E-W, which is destined relationships exist wonderfully. I want to rise uh, you her. Are... I want to bite her toes. I want to eat her hair. I want to tickle her till she pees. You are a... Where are you going, honey? You, you need to... Paint. You're going to grab a chair. And, and then I have to go. It's, there's no greater joy than watching <laughs> these guys do their thing and you and your face while they're talking like... A, like <laughs> Gross. I was trying to sneak out. <laughs> All right, go ahead, honey. Okay. I'll let you go. Uh, the Gary, you, 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 you've chased my, my wife right out of the room. I, what can I say? <laughs> I said yeah, that's that not, effect that's on people. Not, yes, yeah, I was going to say, have, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no. When I not. tickle Drew, she will love that I will tickle her. She will be. I will eat her toenails. I want to brand her like cattle. I want to play Russian roulette with her. And she can watch me pee. And I'll watch her pee, too. It'll be nice. We'll have fun. Uh, Oh, She's an actor. I'm an actor. This guy don't know how to romance no girl. Well, Aren't they still cleaning up there? his brain off the I freeway? Mean, 
<laughs> Dice doing there? Dice is devilish intentions create evil. You're a loud man, but you're a fearful man. I can smell the fear in you. I understand that, Dice. Yeah. Okay, buddy, go call yeah. your nurse. I will, and I'll tickle her too, and I'll tickle you. I'll hold you down. I'll wrestle with you. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, here is Arnold Why Schwarzenegger. Why are they together? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is here, and he wants the day, Drew. Go ahead, Arnold. Hey, listen to me. Drew needs a real Austrian man. Not all these losers here. Drew and I can go to the gym, and we can do the deadlifts for six hours, and then <laughs> the pheromones will be raging. She'll be sweaty and smell like an ox. Oh, my God. I wanted to stop showering for three weeks, and then we can go hiking through the Alps and get a nice, good Austrian musk. Oh, just like my mother had. Oh, what a oh. woman she was. Oh, oh, my God. Arnold, you were fantastic in True Lies. Did you ever see Under Siege? I have not seen Under Siege. I was uh, under too many blankets sniffing and licking vagina. I want Drew <laughs> to stay in my sauna until her vagina smells like a petting zoo. Oh. Excuse me, excuse me, it's Jody Foster. Uh, I have something that none of these guys have. A rock-hard clit. Yeah, well, I don't know that Drew, Drew's not into that, I don't think. Oh, come uh, on, Drew, let's stink up my Subaru. Come on. E.T. <laughs> e. Finger Drew. Oh, E.T. E.T. E.T., uh, John Blit wrote a script uh, for, for your movie return, I, I, I must tell you. Yep. E.T. Fuck in film E.T. <laughs> All right, okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> What's that, what, Is there a convention we tapped into? <laughs> Everybody's together. <laughs> no, I just want the crowbotters one in. Hickory dickory duck. I think about Drew when I'm jerking my gag. <laughs> you know, this is like the uh, does Drew like donkeys? <laughs> sure, she does. I'm sure she she's an animal lover. Absolutely. Fantastic. Toss. All right, enough of it. <laughs> Battle of the celebrity bachelors is what yeah, we're including ET. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that he was great. interested. Thanks. Everybody ended up coming right in without... No knocking, just <laughs> barging in. Barged right in. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we will find Drew Love on Monday. And uh, that's that. You really Boy, have high hopes for this. I do. I really think there might be romance in the air. And that would be great for the show if all the articles came out that Drew Barrymore got married to someone she met on our show. And if her origin story with her husband turned out to be she met him here. But, and Blit, you, know, you would be willing to marry, make, you know, go all the way through with it. Well, you'd have to get to know the person first. You know, you can't, <laughs> there's no marriage until you, you know, you get to know the person. So, But you're right. open to the idea. Is yeah, for saying. sure. T totally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All in. Want any nonsense. All right. No, well, nonsense for me. I'm like the most serious guy on your staff. <laughs> thank you you're welcome All right. yes benji no offense to beth but beth and I, I like beth a lot she likes really perfect guys like really hollywood perfect kind of guy yeah, look she married one 
I that th- that's a that's yeah. a good example. I'm Hollywood perfect. <laughs> I don't think that's the kind of guy that Drew is as much into. Uh, what do well, you think she's into? Why do you even have a uh, notion what she's into? The scary part is that you do have an inkling of what Drew's into. You don't even know her. So how would you know what she's into? That That's my gut feeling. Don't you, I think I if mean, Benji yeah. really wanted Drew, he would get on a plane and go to the studio audience at her show and wait for her. She, oh, it, no, that's a in, bad idea. That's a really bad idea. The show's in New York. It's in New York or no, it's in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, I'll, no, it's I'll in New York. Fl- it's in New York. Even yeah. easier. So, 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 Benji, <laughs> get on a plane, plane and go to L.A. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get in touch with Drew Barrymore and try to find her audience. <laughs> right. All right, guys, we'll see what happens. I know what you're saying, Benji, but listen, Beth was complimentary to you, Benji. Complimentary no, no, she, to Blit. Yeah, but she did look at Blit, and uh, suddenly, I, you know. Uh, John, she no was offense all Matt, in on Blit, yeah. John, no offense to this, but when when yeah. Beth goes, "Wow, Blit's such a good-looking guy," I'm like, "Really? I didn't know. I mean, I, I I guess I'm so heterosexual. I didn't realize that you're such a good-looking guy. I guess you listen. Have no I don't know either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have problems. I have with the you ladies. Know? Trust me. Yeah. Do you, you ever get rejected? Do you, oh, ever get rejected? Do you ever get rejected? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I went on How the worst you... date the other day. Oh my god this this lady was a maniac. She what do you was mean? In, First, she came in talking about death, how she wants to die and how she doesn't want to die. And then she went off on a tangent about the Chinese people she works with, about (laughs) how she could smoke weed in her office because she has all the information about the fire in the hair salon and she doesn't care. And how she coerced an employee into giving her her like a Chanel diamond necklace. And then she like was threatening to a guy sitting next to us. It was brutal. And then... After the date, I get like a bunch of texts from her. The first one was, Hey, I got weed if you want to meet up now. And I was like, I didn't respond. And then she wrote, You're fucking donezo. Fuck my pink joint. And I, the, I didn't respond to that either. It was, the, it was so bizarre and insane. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. When a girl says to me, Fuck my pink joint, I'm in. I love right. her. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you finding these women, Blit? The internet, all the all the okay. apps. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone told me you met a chick. Um, you went to a restaurant and you told the girl that you were a brain surgeon who cut yeah. apart those co-joined twins. I told. I was like with Chris drinking champagne, having like a great time, and I was like, "Yeah, I have a big surgery tomorrow." And like the women were like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Well, they're 18 year old." Uh, uh, co-joined twins and i'm putting the brains together as one and they're like oh my god that's incredible and the third girl at the table was like this guy's full of shit girls like don't (laughs) don't believe what he's saying (laughs) so you you tell them you're a surgeon and instead of separating the twins you're going to join their brain together into one brain uh they're like what happens to the other one i'm like well you know one we figure that out on the operating table Right. <laughs> it seems to me you should be dating Benji. I, 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 you guys yeah. would be perfect for each other. Yeah, we've gone on. We've gone on dates. And we have. Yeah. Have you we guys gone on double dates? No, with not each not other. double with dates each other. with each other. They went on a date. Well, was that right? <laughs> wow. What can I tell you? Platonic. Well, love is in the like, air. Look at all these people. Sounds Diving like my wife. I want Drew. Sounds like my wife's pushing for you, Blit, not Benji, but. Uh, she usually gets her way with me, so you might you might be in the mix. Might wow. have as many as five guys, or we might have to kick one guy out, and make room for you and 
And she don't I, be bummed I out. I could not believe the endorsement he got from uh, Chris. Chris thinks I'm, he's wonderful. I'm not bummed out, but... And I, I like John a lot, but he's... I. He's more uh, evil than I am. And I think when it, when it when it comes down to it, I think Drew would like someone that's more like a heart. I know you better than I know John. So John's a mystery to me, but Benji, I know you pretty well and I don't know. I don't th- I think you're going to be a bachelor the rest of your life and I don't, I don't say want that for sure. But I, I just I, see I really- what happens with you? You start dating someone, then you start to find things wrong with them. You don't find what's right. You ruin the relationship by like, oh, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong. You, you know what I mean? You're a little too into sabotage. Like, you could find something wrong with anybody. And when, you, when you're really ready for a serious relationship, you overlook a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying, Benji? I, I think I, 100%, and I think that was a lot of my life like like looking at relationships like that like looking but now i really realize i want a relationship i want a marriage i want a but i don't think you're capable of it i just think it's your nature to date and you lo- like i don't think you can be monogamous no no like no you- i definitely it, it's it's i actually read an article an interview that drew did the other day about <laughs> that sex is not so important to her anymore yeah and i still Dude, are you crazy? You, you, <laughs> sex is so important to you. I still love sex, but I really like casual sex. Does not right. do it. For Let me, me give me you anymore. a scenario. Let's say I put you in this dating game. Right. You date, you're, now you're with Drew Barrymore. Great girl, great career, blah, 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 blah. The whole, the whole nine yards. You two are in a serious relationship. Three months in, she's not that into having sex anymore. She's closed down for shop. And now all of a sudden you're going to sit there the rest of your life and no, uh, I don't say that's okay? No, no, no. I don't think she, I'm not saying that she's, I don't think she's anti-sex. I think it's just like, it's not the most important thing in the world to her for a relationship. And she's, she's fine. Like she loves life. And, and that's how I feel too. Cause you still jerk off a ton, right? I don't, I don't jerk off as much as I used to, but I still jerk off. So are you going to say to Drew, I, I look, I'm, for, I'm, more are you, you going to come clean and say, listen, Drew, I'll, I just need to fuck you once or twice a week. And the rest of the time, I'll just jerk off. I actually think in a in a long term relationship, in a Mike, marriage, Mike disappeared. I was actually interested. But what? I, am I am I on? Yeah, now you're Howard? on. Yeah, uh, I actually I actually think in a, in a marriage. I think like probably two times a week is probably like more healthy after like a year or two. OK. So, so, so if we're being upfront, you expect Drew, not expect, but you would like <laughs> if you and Drew have a sex four or five times a week in the beginning. And then after a year, you'll go back to two times a week and jerk I, off I, more. I don't, I don't know what, what's going to happen with Drew and I. I, I don't know. Oh, I know what's going to happen with you and Drew. You're never going to meet because I'm going <laughs> to see you. Know. <laughs> I can predict exactly he what's going to happen. He can see the future. You, maybe you can. <laughs> I see it as clear as can be. <laughs> because Benji, where I just you? think, I just think, look, first of all, gang, as much as I like Benji and as much as I like John, you know, I try to bring different people into the mix. If, 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 like, we could have a Drew Barrymore dating game and just use the staff to, you know, and then, she ain't looking for that. But 
But what if it is John? What if John is the guy? Beth seems to think that, you know, Beth's a woman. So I got to go with her. I mean, if she thinks Blit might have a shot with true romance but as but benji's making me think that blitz not a real deal like he's just going no, no, no. Uh, he I wants the publicity blitz, i no no i didn't i didn't say that i think blit is sincere i just think i have more the kind of heart that would connect very well with drew and, and actually we've talked about it for years like well, actually john and i have talked about that that i've always said like i really feel if drew and i met she's someone that would like me very much and i would like right. her very much you said you needed to be at the perfect weight you're kind of well, obsessed with her, I think. I, I don't think I'm obsessed. I just, I actually think she's someone, when I think of a uh, personality that I want to read date, you, I'm going to read you a stat. 75% of the office thinks John Blit would be better for Drew than Benji. The only wow. two people were Samantha and Mike Fox who uh, uh, think that, that two maybe Benji would in, be better. Say, the two chicks no, say Samantha say, and say, Mike. <laughs> think that you would be better. That, He's not a chick. Yeah, the chick might, he yeah. has some effeminate tendencies, but <laughs> right, right. And I like. He thinks lot, like a woman. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, look. And here's that's the because deal. the staff knows Benji, you know me. what it like is. Me. You're just they you're like too well better. known. You know, right. you know what I mean for for the Drew Barrymore it dating might game. I want it might feel sticky to the audience. Really, right? I, I don't right. think it would. I think if you if you really want someone to connect on a heart level and on a mental level with Drew. Anyone that knows both of us always says that. Definitely a Who's, mental level. Who are those people? <laughs> no one. <laughs> who are those people? <laughs> no one has said that. No My one. Fox did. Well, okay. Uh, all right, boys. Let's see what happens on Monday. Yeah, everybody just take a Look breather. Look at the, the carrying on that's going on. Like That's what I'm trying to tell even. you. Wow. I'm telling you, Robin, it's been quite an outpouring of gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, I would trust her wife, Howard. That's one thing I would do. Because she, you know, she loves you, right? So, right. and who do you well, trust dude, more than your wife? I'll tell you what, John. Mm -hmm. You know, and no offense to Benji, but I got to go with what my wife says because, it, it, like you say, happy wife, happy life. So, right. Yeah. I yeah, think, I, I mean, just maybe that's his initial presentation. I don't know him, but the few times... That we've talked to him on the air and I've run into him in the um, elevator. I think Blit is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Benji isn't annoying? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Blit, though, if you get, if you date Drew Barrymore, are you yeah. going to be up to your aunt? Are you going to be like sitting in restaurants telling people you're brain surgeon? And right. No. No, no, no. no? I, I, you know, I, I know how to behave. Absolutely. But you know, I, I might. So Donald but. Trump, when he won the presidency, said, I know how to behave like a president. He couldn't do it. Yeah. What makes you think right. you could behave like a because normal I, human being? I, I do it a lot. I do, do it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Robin, right. in your heart, who do you think would connect more with Drew? Of the two of you, you would connect more with Drew. I don't think I think John Blood's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. Well, I'll, I'll certainly take that under consideration. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, I also think that Drew would rec like she's a fan of the show. She would recognize Benji, and uh, I, you know, I want this to be serious. I, I hear you, Benji. I know you want her, but you know, oh, hey, Samantha, well, you you're know, a woman. Um, if you believe in destiny, <laughs> yes, if it's meant to be, it will be right. I just want to say I think Benji is really lovely. 
and we've had some really <laughs> nice conversations. <laughs> you have nice conversations with Sal, Samantha. I just can't. Oh. Listen to you the same way anymore. Oh, Robin, come on. You were like a witch and did half the crazy shit I did. Give me a break. A That's wit- not fair. Well, listen, I- Samantha, uh, you know, I've got a history with Benji. I don't, uh, I right. don't know. I think, I think Benji should be locked in a cage personally. I don't know that he could be around Drew Barrymore. Maybe you're too close to it. I mean, I even at one point considered setting Benji up with my sister. We talked about it. <laughs> But then really? I think the age difference was what made me not go for it. But how old's your sister? She's she just turned forty. She's seven years older than me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, so, she, but he asked if he could take her rollerblading, and then I felt like it was getting into shtick territory. But right, I, I do think you know Benji and I have had many deep conversations, and so how really could lovely. you recommend Benji if you wouldn't give Benji <laughs> to your own sister? How can you recommend Benji to Drew Barrymore? How could you inflict her with uh, Benji and his shit? Yeah, don't you like Drew? <laughs> I do. I, I I think Drew is... That's fuck. That's a good point. <laughs> um, you know, I, well, it sounds like I you want to prank Drew with no, a horrible I, date. That's what it sounds like. I mean, eight, it, it why do you think John Blit wouldn't be a good fit for Drew? Well, I just, I mean, John, you've talked about, you know, mushrooms and, you know, drugs and stuff on air. Isn't that, isn't Drew not into that sort of thing? I have no idea, but I don't think so. She, she seems like she's kind of been around <laughs> and done her thing. I <laughs> mean, John second. is, Wait it's second. hard to Samantha makes a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in rehab Drew, at like 13, right? right? Yeah. Like Drew, <laughs> I think Drew's sober. sober now. Is she sober? Oh, you don't? I don't know. I, don't I mean, so. I, don't know. I don't know. I've never I don't asked think her. So. Yeah. Neither have well, I. Well, so you're saying you'd be a good match with your shrooms and uh, <laughs> constant drinking and, uh, well, first of all, that's an exaggeration. You know, okay. I've, I've had fun with mushrooms, but it's not a daily or monthly kind of thing. I'm going to ask you a question. Very recreational. Yes. Would you be willing to give up shrooms for as long as shrooms and uh, maybe possibly, you know, weed mm-hmm. if you are dating Drew Barrymore? Yeah, absolutely. It's easy. You think you'd be a good stepdad? She has absolutely. Yeah, I'm amazing with kids. I am fantastic. <laughs> I would I say that's probably thing. true. He is amazing with kids. Am, He's like yeah. one of them. Well, actually, uh, see, I I am a child, but I'm not a man child. I'm a very mature adult with a very youthful spirit. So you're saying no more margaritas or any of that stuff. Absolutely. It's easy. I have uh, Amazon Prime and Netflix that kids can watch on this TV right behind me. While you're having sex with their mother. Can I cut in for one second? All right, Michael Fox, go ahead. <laughs> Hello. I th- Blit, have, Blit and I have had our history. I have nothing against him right now. I'm not trying to be a dick. I think Blit's a charming guy. I think Beth saw that. He's a good-looking guy. He's got his nice pink sweat. Like, he looks yes. nice. But I do think Blit likes to make things bigger than they actually are. And if he did this game, it might be fun. But if you, if the goal is to actually find Drew a mate, which I think is Beth's goal, I think I don't think... That's really what Blit would be doing. I think- yeah, I don't think you know what you're talking about, Mike. And plus, I don't trust a guy who 
used to go around the office bragging that he finds women most attractive before they develop oh, hips. God, not, you know, he's a, so he's a he's a guy. That is true. <laughs> yeah, he used to go around he's like women to, are most I'm attractive. To be genuine before. here and talk about that's like a Jared from here, Subway kind. Here's of an thing. idea. Here, here, here's my point is exactly being made. He's, well, I'm making a point about you because he's not I'm making a point about. You. He's not into. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know what you're talking about, Mike. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just trying to get on air with. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you want to be on Monday's game. No, it's actually not. Actually, I, I annoying. It's Robin it, it, called. That's right. I am annoying for sure. Right. I, I agree. That's a, Drew already dated Tom Green. She doesn't need another guy. Like Listen, this guy also farts on dogs. He's the oh, worst he human does? being. He, yeah, no, he yeah. He used to go around bragging that he farted on a dog yeah, he cared about. And this is great. This, this is, is all, all good true. for comedy. This is not good for love. That's but these are all facts. I'm just saying. Like, I don't trust Ronnie, what this Ronnie, guy right. Yes, Samantha. Yes, yeah, Samantha. You. Yeah. In you the want real away, world, yeah. I, I got to say, in the real world, outside of this show, Benji comes off very normal, lovely. No, he doesn't. That's yeah, what, that's I'm not that's not accurate. It's that's true. just it's not accurate. accurate. You had to spend time with Benji. I've spent a lot of time Benji, with Benji. I've Benji seen Benji in strip class. clubs. Excuse me. Yeah. I've seen Benji. You you took him to an improv class. I've taken him to strip <laughs> clubs and bachelor parties. And uh, I've seen the real Benji. He's uh, he, listen. I'm not knocking the guy. He's a he's a real man. Uh, but uh, I but don't know. I, I, if you saw Drew at a certain age too, she grew that's up. That's true. And I grew up that's too. True. You grew up. Mike, are you need... in a relationship? Me? He's mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm married. Okay, well, married. this is a man who actually can have a relationship as much as you say about him, Blit. He is. Yeah, I could have a relationship also. I'm very um, committed and not scared of commitment. I, I Ronnie, you're laughing. What do you want to say? Ronnie, the limo driver. <laughs> no, I, I just got one thing to say about Blit. I love Blit and like what Chris said, he's a great guy and shit. But this guy... I, he, tell him about the date you went out with the girl and then she fell asleep in your apartment. What you did to her? Well, you tell the story. You tell. No, it no, no. I, I watch. I want you to tell it. Well, you it's, tell it's, it so it's, well. It's called my "Big Girls Don't Cry" prank. You know that song, <laughs> "Big Girls Don't Cry." Sure. So I have a strobe light set up in my apartment, and at three thirty in the morning, I blast. I was telling Ronnie about this. I blast "Big Girls Don't nuts. Cry," and I set off the strobe lights, and I hide. And I mean, the reaction is, <laughs> and, and then he sets off air horns also. Yeah. Blitz yeah. a fun party clown, but that's yeah. where it ends. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's funny. You'll laugh, but he's not going to find love. And no offense to Benji. I don't think either of you guys are really going to feel who you see. Say, this, you guys sound like in my, in the meeting. I said, I'm serious about finding Drew Barrymore, someone great. And we came up with great guys. I told, mm -hmm. I read you the list of guys we rejected. You know, you two dudes, I don't get the sense that you're um, marriage material. No offense to both of you. I love you both. But Listen, the both no of you are not, ma not marriage, marriage material. material. I disagree. You do? And again, Ronnie, yeah, absolutely. is Blit marriage material? He's waking girls up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. with big girls don't cry. First what of is all, that? I was, I was pranking life. Ronnie. That wasn't a real thing. Come on. <laughs> Ronnie, what? that wasn't a real story. Oh, yeah. See, now, how is anybody? I don't have dude, strobe lights in my. Who has is, strobe how lights? How is anybody supposed to believe anything you say? Well, That's I, the I like whole tell, thing. I like telling you stories, Ronnie. Yeah, I know you do, but yeah. you know, uh, I could Ralph, believe you would do something like that. Ralph says he knows who's right for Drew Barrymore. What do you uh, want to say, Ralph? I, I, 
I, I'm on the side. I don't think either of these guys are good. I mean, Benji's a mess, and, and Blitz insane. He's not a bad guy, but she doesn't want his nonsense. Like, like telling a story. Who knows if he's lying or telling <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Who she doesn't need to sit and figure that shit out. And Beth is saying, you know, okay, she thinks he's good looking. She doesn't know Blitz. You know what I mean? Right, I'm an open right. book. I'm a really. I'm You're a crazy. kind heart. That's fine. It's I'm, great for the I'm show. I'm a kind but heart. She doesn't want to run the Blitz show. I'm That's generous. what I was saying in I'm the meeting. I, I really want Drew to find love. I want, I want to take this seriously. Not with these two clowns. Like I mean, somebody uh, who's how finished with all of that. Listen, right. I'm finished with all of that. And also, I take offense <laughs> to being finish? called a clown. When did you finish? <laughs> I finished two months ago. <laughs> you can ask you finished, anyone. Rob. You finished? You finished clowning around two months ago? Yeah, totally. Please. My clown dude, had. I retired my story, clown hat. Dude, you told me that story two weeks ago. My clown hat is on with you. John, raise yeah. your right hand. Say, I solemnly swear. I solemnly swear. <laughs> I am down. I am no longer clowning around as of now. I am no longer clowning around as of now, except for with Ronnie. <laughs> Is that right. fair? <laughs> That's, That's my fair. job. That's fair, right? And uh, no, but, but seriously, to voice the you know Beth's opinion, I I'm serious about this. It's not joking around. You know, I think Drew is uh, incredibly talented, attractive, and I would you know I would love to be part of this yeah, with yeah, no but, stick, but, but, no but nonsense. You- no, like nothing. But what's the script? On, you wrote you a can't script. Even focus on one girl. Like you were telling me, you were dating like three girls in Jersey City at the same time. That, like, that, actually, that's not true. It's not three yeah, girls in Jersey that City. Wasn't true either. <laughs> I didn't tell her. No, I didn't tell. They weren't Ralph all from that. Jersey City. <laughs> you did right. tell Ralph that. I was dating three girls in Jersey City. I said I've gone out on three separate dates, and I went out on one date, and I wasn't into that girl, and I didn't go out with her again. So I'm not like juggling girls. I'm he does. Dating. He does have a romantic side. Remember when he proposed to JD on the plane? Yes, he got up in yes. front of the whole. That yeah. was the one I bought. Yeah, I really. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I went for that one. I Let's listen to that heart. one more time because it was good. This is John Blit on a plane with JD. He gets up in front of the entire plane, the entire, <laughs> grabs the microphone, and he swears from... this is all out of his system. All right here you go. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. It is a little hard to understand, but still great. 
Um, yeah, I'm amazed the wedding. He's so <laughs> sincere. Well, just just you know, I'm amazed the air marshal didn't tackle him. Quite frankly, <laughs> me too. Me too. JD, hey, was no. that the worst moment in your life? I'm serious. No, not of my life, but it was definitely in the moment. It was very stressful, and you know, I'm trying to. You know, the Bengals had just lots of Super Bowl. I had to deal with that. And, uh, then I had this fucking guy <laughs> just <laughs> yanking me around the whole time and, and embarrassing me in front of, you know, however many people. Uh, yeah, like, I just wanted to sit there. I just wanted to let it happen. And then just, he comes back or whatever. But no, he's, he stands up there and goes, come up here. Come up here. Did you say yes? Stand up. I'm getting all these directions. I'm like, leave me alone, man. Come on. Right, well, well, and do you I'm believe he's, he's got all of that out of his system, JD? Do you believe? Well, well, listen, I, I, I well, honestly, I don't think he has it out of his system, but uh, <laughs> I do. I, I think Drew, uh, I, you know, I've seen her talk. She likes funny guys. Blit is a funny guy. I've seen Blit with uh, his significant others, and he is goofy, but he does. You know, he can turn it off. Uh, okay. it's not, it's yeah, not like course. a, it's not a 24 seven thing. I think, you know, if he's around Ronnie 24 seven, it might be 24 seven, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I all honestly, right. All right. we'll see. We'll see how good. it goes. Thank you, JD. I appreciate Let, that. Uh, uh, Samantha, welcome, uh, Mike, uh, uh, JD, Ronnie, I'm taking this all into account and we'll see what happens on Monday. Benji, uh, uh John, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, thank everyone. You. It's going to be good. You. It is going to be good, and and I and I don't want to make a mockery of it. I want it to be top notch guys who are serious about uh, Drew. I liked that it was people who weren't connected with the show, and we didn't know anything about them except that's what, what I, we're going to learn. Thank you. On that's the where dating I, game. That's where I was going with it, but uh, everyone was advocating for Blit and Benji. Um, yes, sir. You want to date Drew? <laughs> These other fucks need to stand down. Drew, I'm going to take her a nice dinner, have a few cocktails, and she's going to get on her knees and fucking blow me. I recognize your voice. You can't fool me. You're Mel Gibson, aren't you? What? What? It's not that obvious, isn't it? Drew's a... She's not Jewish, right? <laughs> no, she's uh, she's uh, she's not Jewish. All right, enough of that. Um, I do have to take a break. I do want to say thank you, thank you. What a sexy sound. You know what I mean by that? No. Or, what do you mean? You do know. <laughs> this is the woman who told me that furn my furniture was sexy. So you know what I'm talking about. No, she's Stop got it. it all. Yeah. She used yeah. to wear all that leather. Yeah, I don't mean like like a. I mean the music is just. No, but I'm just saying her whole persona was just sort of just out there, like chick style. I almost don't want to give any energy to this Kanye West character. I don't know much about Kanye West. I'm not big into the rap scene, but uh, he is. You know, I'm really tired of people excusing his behavior uh, by saying, "Well, he's just mentally ill." You know, hey. So was Hitler, I'm, but somebody yeah, elected exactly. him to run, run a country. You know, this whole like, well, don't worry about him. He's all mentally ill. But the shit that he's spewing, I'm hearing from a lot of people. I'm talking about his latest um, wacky anti-Semitic rant that he seems to feel really 
free to spout and a lot of media organizations are giving them attention with it and and rightly so i mean they're exposing them i i don't have any problem with that but uh boy what this guy's into it's the same old stuff with the jews you know uh, growing up jewish i gotta tell you i caught so much horseshit in my life for that fights uh groups of people with chains hitting me all because uh you know they've been taught that the jews are evil and killed jesus and i'm like what the fuck i didn't kill jesus i don't even know jesus i don't know anybody named jesus and this idea that you grow up rich or you're in some sort of secret organization and and jews get to be rich and control the world well shit meet my relatives there ain't a rich one in there can't even fucking get any money out of anybody in my family. Nothing's being left, right? You're not getting any inheritances? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, it's weird. Uh, growing up, I didn't get one. I, my grandfather left. My grandfather worked in a sweatshop. <laughs> uh, and he left me. That doesn't I think, sound good, Howard. They, they, my poor grandfather, the rich Jew that he was, the, 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 the entitled Jew that he was, uh, got to... Uh, go every day that he would have to go and undress down to his underwear. And then he would press clothing in a sweatshop. And they called it a sweatshop because you'd literally just sweat. There was no windows. There was no ventilation. And then in order to even get food on the table, they had to move every month. They had to move every month because they couldn't make rent and sometimes had to light fires in the street for heat. Um, and and uh, I'm I'm telling you all this rich Jew shit. Made me fucking insane. Uh, growing up, uh, you know, I told you, I didn't have an easy time of it. A couple of bucks would have been nice being a rich Jew. And everyone I knew wasn't a rich Jew. And this idea that somehow Jews are taking over the country. Good Lord. There ain't and running enough Jews. everything. Running everything. This is a white Anglo-Saxon country. It's a Christian country. Jews ain't running this country. There hasn't been a Jewish president. And we're not uh, celebrating Hanukkah on mass. No. <laughs> and Christmas is well ensconced into the into the into the vocabulary of this country. And if Jews are so good with money, why did my mother talk my father out of investing a couple of bucks in Kentucky fried chicken fifty years ago where we would have been rich? But anyway, Kanye was on the Chris Cuomo show, and good Lord, you got to hear the shit this guy's into. And fuck this mental illness self-defense thing that he's into. You know, like, oh, yeah, he's just mentally ill. Don't worry about it. If he was so mentally ill, they wouldn't have him on TV. That's, you know, he's he's not so mentally ill, you don't let him say this stuff. If he's so mentally ill... Why don't they appoint a conservator over his money like they did with yeah, the poor Britney Spears? Britney Spears, let's MRI his brain and see if yeah. he should be running his own money. And if he's that mentally ill, you know who was mentally ill? The guy who shot up that synagogue in Pittsburgh. So if he's that mentally ill, let's let's uh, let's commit him somewhere already. Here he is on uh, the Chris Cuomo show. Hate to play this shit, but it's just so fucking wild. When I wore the White Lives Matter t-shirt, the Jewish underground 
media mafia already started attacking me. They canceled my four SoFi Stadium shows, right? They had the press keep the crazy narrative going. They never call me a billionaire. We never talked about, even on this one right here, hey, tycoon, billionaire, a visionary, inventor. These are never used. If you go to like um, uh, New York Times or Wall Street Journal, whatever, they always say the rapper, the rapper. Yeah. It was hard enough for us to get fashion designer. And guess what, douchebag? When they write about me, they call me the shock jock. I, you don't have control over You're a rapper. That is what you are. That's how you became famous. That's how I know you. And if if, if a newspaper article doesn't point, point out the fact that you're some sort of designer or genius, uh, maybe that's not because he's Jewish, but maybe because he just doesn't put that much thought into who the fuck you are and what your business is. But, oh, that's right. It's okay what you say because you're mentally And what's so wrong with being Ill. called a rapper? He didn't call you something terrible. You do no. rap. You can't call him. I mean, listen to this. This is really wacky. We're not going to be owned by the Jewish media anymore. If you think about every celebrity, Kanye. if you look at their contract, and I'm going to finish what I'm saying. I know, but you, you, have, you have to understand this wait, idea bro, of the Jewish bro, media. Hey, hey, that's that. not don't how it that. works. Don't You're talking that. to me la, right la, now. La, 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 la. So every celebrity, <laughs> go ahead. Every celebrity has jewish people in their contract this is not hate speech <laughs> this is the truth no and these people if you say anything out of the line with the agenda then your career could be over listen so let me, I, I hear you you made that point. Off my point because the I point you, is because why it's a, you keep, why, why, yeah, no, sir, here's why don't cut me off sir respect i listen to respect, it you've made it several the, times you, no i'm not finished sir i understand trying, look, but I'm you said finished, it several sir. times i'm not and finished it sir, is an but my people thought. haven't heard me my people they people need to heard hear you. They need to hear me saying out loud what the truth is. Well, I can't, yeah, true. You, I can't give you unrestricted license to attack Jewish people exactly. and say that I'm they're your friends because that's anti-Semitic. And it's okay. dangerous. Are you going to give me a platform? Are you going to give me a platform? I am giving you a platform. This is so depressing. I mean, uh, Kanye used to be fun crazy. Now he's like Hitler. But, uh, you know, the facts are this and. I've pointed this out before. There's about seven and a half million Jewish people in America, which if you add up all the people in America, the hundreds of millions, that's about 2.4% of the total U.S. population. I don't think they're your problem, uh, Kanye. You know. Well, I love, you know, at some point in that interview, Chris points out to him that whatever his dealings have been with people, their religion has nothing to do with their business deal. But him labeling an entire group of people as the people who are causing him problems just because they practice a religion is ridiculous. That is well, you, the seed you, of prejudice. Well, you can't even get that point out to him. He's like, respect my anti-Semitism, sir. Please respect my anti-Semitism. <laughs> Let me get it out. And why is Chris Cuomo, sir? What the fuck is that all about that? Sir, yeah, sir, sir. <laughs> Well, did you see the uh, family of George Floyd, the, the gentleman who was killed by getting a knee on his neck? They're suing him for 250 million clams because Kanye said something about the, Fentanyl uh, George Floyd's the death. Yeah. yeah. What is what does he know about it? He didn't know how George Floyd died. He wasn't there. 
Well, now he's going to get ensnared just like um, the radio guy yeah. who just had a billion dollar settlement given to families because he was making up things about the death of their children. Here's the end of the interview, if you want to hear it. There's so many black musicians signed to Jewish record labels, and those Jewish record labels take ownership. Jewish record labels. They're Jesus. record labels. They're not Jewish record labels. Yeah, otherwise you'd have more Hanukkah music at uh, the holidays. <laughs> not only of the publishing, like how MC Search is selling Nas Publishing right now, but also ownership of the culture itself. It's like, oh, that's mine. This guy signed to me. It's like a modern-day slavery. And I'm calling it out. That's what DEFCON 3 meant. Why don't you start a record company, douchebag, and um, and then you can not enslave the uh, musicians. What, what did Jay-Z say to you uh, a couple of years ago? You met him somewhere, and he goes, this is my artist. Yeah. yeah so nothing wrong with that. Is he a bad guy, too? Because no. he calls people his artists? He put up a ton of money for Rihanna. And it uh, paid off. Not a bad, not a bad deal for her or I'm him. I'm gonna call it out. It didn't mean I wish any harm on my. Yeah, fellow you say Jews. you're going DefCon three on them. Look, I'm out of time on this. I wanted to give you a platform to explain it. Wait a second. I just said what I meant. I'm talking about true things. I'm not the first person that said or, it. Or they and just don't you, believe. Why it. are you dismissing? Why I'm not you dismissing, dismissing the point. I'm dismissing. I'm dismissing the suggestion that. Uh, Jewish record producers are inherently bad and do bad things when, as you said, in your own family lineage would suggest, Jews have been fighting shoulder to shoulder with black Americans as part of the freedom battle since its inception. They've given their lives. They've given their money. They've given their political capital to help that cause. And you know that. And I'm sure you heard it from your parents. So the idea that somehow they're out to get black people is just demonstrably false. But I got to go at that point, yay. And I hope you appreciate yeah, you the, the opportunity. You made the final point. What I said, you, that, you just want to make sure that I'm okay. It's about my health. It's not about I, my I do believe that your health should be a concern for you and that you take yeah, care thank of Thank you. It. It's about my health. It's not about my truth. It's not all about you your spent, health. You I think that you believe thank these you things. Much. And that's a problem. I, you know what? Do you think I felt free in this interview? Felt free? Yeah. You got a tremendous amount of time myself. on the number one show at News Nation. You should feel free. Thank you for telling me how I should feel. Good you night. just asked me. <laughs> Can't win with him. Chris Cuomo. You answer the question. Yeah. You're wrong, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, huh? <laughs> well. Anyway, uh, I just pretty... wish people would give all of this stuff up because, again, it just divide the country is so divided. And one of these days we're going to be attacked and we won't know who to fight with ourselves or the person attacking us. Well, that shit that Kanye's into is uh, one of the oldest uh, ways of attacking people. It's been around for centuries and, and separating uh, them. Mixing them up and, and scapegoating one group of people for all of other people's problems. The irony is that uh, certainly the Jews and, 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 and blacks in this country have been uh, a shit on. And uh, the people who are in power love watching this. It's great sport. So keep it I up. Was, who would want to be Jewish with their history? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> what are I, you talking about there in charge when i was a kid i was like oh please just <laughs> just let me fit in i'm so tired of not fitting in 
and I just want to be. What? Yeah, please let me go to church on Sunday and you know, have everyone <laughs> smile at me. Christmas. Yeah, please. Yeah. You know. I thought if Ye was such a genius, he'd be able to come up with a more creative shtick than the anti-Semitism from, uh, you know, Hitler and and others. Same old uh, crap. Same old crap. Not real original, dude. Well, at least we know why he's so downtrodden. The Jews are out to get Kanye West, which makes total sense. Well, yeah, they had a meeting and they said, you know, who's next on the list? Yay. Yeah, I was at that meeting of powerful <laughs> Jews and we said, let's get, let's fuck with this guy. First we'll end his marriage and then we'll take our space laser and point it at his house. But, uh, we'll see. Just shut up. Sing that song Gold Digger, which is the only good one that I know of. That's all we want to hear from you. Yeah, you'd have to ask Jason for that list. I don't know it. Yeah. Just Gold Digger. That's the one I like. And, uh, oh, hey, by the way, I'll, I'll change the topic from the most depressing to the most uh, innocent. Um, eh, maybe I should. I'm looking at the time. Maybe I shouldn't get started with anything. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I keep seeing that story about the guys who were attacked. But, you know, there's been bear attacks. The yeah, finally the bears finally the finally the bears are getting back at us for shooting them and you know, hanging them on walls. Ooh, yeah. And they are vicious bears. when they attack. Go bears. <laughs> because there's this bunch of college students, wrestlers as a matter of fact, I think it was a wrestling team yeah. out there in the woods and they were just looking for deer antlers or something. And this bear ran up on them and started wrestling with them <laughs> and nice. showed them a few moves. And mm. then the uh, another wrestling team member, he jumped in to try to save, you know, his friends wow. and his friend got away. But the bear then grabbed the friend by the <sighs> head Jeez. and was like, you know, just flopping him around. And the friend who got away, he ran and got the other guys and they called 911 and... They somehow saved their friend, but they're all in the hospital, like recovering from their their bear fight. Yeah, this is what it sounded like, I'm sure. Yeah. That was crazy. I am such a sucker for clickbait. I um really? every fucking time I see it it says I'm reading the other day, Rebel Wilson, you know, the actress Rebel Wilson, who was yeah. very, very obese. Well, Rebel she was Wilson, heavy set, let's say she wasn't 600 she, pounds. <laughs> no, but she was she was a big gal. And uh, I see the headline. Rebel Wilson debuts major transformation after sharing head turning bikini photo. And Jesus, I get caught up in this shit. You have to stop everything you're doing. <laughs> Robin, I am, I, I so love transformation. I mean, I watched my 600 pound life waiting for someone to be hot at the end of their yes. 600 pound when they get down to 150. Meanwhile, I've learned just because you were heavy when you lose weight doesn't mean you're going to be good looking. In fact, sometimes that's the rip. <laughs> yeah, because I always used to see heavy people and I'd say, look at that beautiful face. Like, but guarantee if she lost weight, she'd be hot. And then they, you know, shows like 600 pound life and turn out I'm wrong. They're not yeah. hot. It was a big waste of time. But um, 
I click on that clickbait. And then I go and I press on Rebel Wilson in the bikini photos. And then there's no bikini photo. That's why it's clickbait. It's something else. And you can't find it. And it's all a lie. And I don't know what. It's other people. It's not even Rebel Wilson, right? But I don't understand the end game in that. In other words, there's no advertisement. There's nothing for me to buy. But why do they do that? Why do they disappoint me like that? I don't know, because I get trapped on those things, too. And then I keep clicking through looking for the person uh, I'm supposed to be looking at or get to the end of the story. There's a story that they've got going on instead of showing me what they were supposed to show me. But there are ads and banners all along the sides. I don't look at them. And then I eventually turn it off. I never get to the end because I'm like, no, stop it. You can't take up my time like this. Yeah, it's always the same thing. I expect my head to like start spinning around when I see Rebel Wilson and her weight loss, like 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 Linda Blair and The Exorcist, like my, like a whoa, like whoa, and then like you know, there's no bikini photo, and then although sometimes I go on Daily Mail and they have uh, different Rebel Wilson pictures and they actually show yeah. you Rebel Wilson's weight loss, and that's good. I mean, because I want to see it. She lost eighty pounds in the last few years, and. uh that I like to see, but I still, you know, I, the clickbait, I want the bikini photo and I never have it. Right away. You don't want to click and see something else. You want to see right. what you want. What there should be laws against that. There should be laws against that. Steve Kingston, you remember our old program director, Steve Kingston? He sent me an article. He said, he says he, he a lot of people like to do this with me. That's, they go, hey, here's something good for your show. But. Most people send you stuff that would be good for your show, and it isn't uh-huh. good for your show. But Steve's got a pretty good track record with me, so I okay. do look. Uh-huh. So here it is. Uh, women everywhere are talking about it, but what is vabbing? Have you heard of this, vabbing? Vabbing? No. Here's everything you need to know about the very controversial and X-rated dating trend sweeping the globe. This is from the Daily Mail, too. Hmm. Uh, vabbing is gaining popularity as a technique for women to attract a male partner. The sex trend calls for women to take advantage of their pheromones by dabbing their own vaginal fluid on key pulse points like one would perfume. So you would like stick your finger in your vag and then rub it on your neck, whatever fluid you could get out. Can, do you get fluids out of your vag? I don't know. I don't well, have of course, one, it's so. always wet down there. Oh, because yeah? it is, you don't want it to be dry, Howard. <laughs> no, that would be a bad thing. I don't know. I'll be, be honest that, with you. That causes itching and all kinds of things. Oh, so you're always wet. Of course. Yeah. All right, don't brag, Robin. <laughs> you come off bad when you brag. <laughs> so you could, if you put your finger in your vagina right now, you could pull out some kind of goo and you could... um Dab it on you. That's what vabbing is. You would dab it right. on your. You know, waist. you know how um, women would take a, you know, a little um, perfume. Yes. And they spritz one, some on their wrist, and then they'd go like this, and then it like this, you know, where you yes. put it on these pulse points. And well, I guess that's what they're doing with the uh, secretions. Yeah. The term was coined in 2019, and you don't even know about How this. How did this I is, miss it? Right. 
sex expert and author Shan Bloodram. Budram. Boodram. I don't know. Budram. What? Budram. <laughs> Shan Budram, who revealed she has been using the method to attract men for over a decade. She says, I am certain that every single time I employ it, it makes me feel like an enchanted goddess with a delicious secret. Shan wrote in her book, The Game of Desire. According to the Scientific American, there is no evidence of a consistent and strong behavioral response to any human-produced chemical cue, but this woman swears by it. She says, if you if you take your secretions, and, uh, you know, with you, it's very strong. Put behind I, your ear. <laughs> you know, to raise money for animal charities, what if we made um, perfume out of your vaginal secretions, Rob? I think people would buy it. I think people would buy it. Well, didn't Gwyneth Paltrow make a candle that was scented like her vagina? Yeah, that's right. Vaginal candles. I was thinking of starting a Robin Quivers <laughs> vaginal candle, but they beat us to it. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, I, was, I noticed things about myself. I do enjoy also seeing pictures of people who age poorly. Oh, that's the other one that gets me. I clicked through those, too. Yeah. Look at what so-and-so looks like now. I can't remember who they got me with last time. Well, now I just don't click on it because I know they're not going to show me. They go, yeah. you're not going to believe the 10 celebrities who have aged the worst. And I'm always thinking, well, I might be on there. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're checking to see if you're on the list. Oh, God, I caved in. Good Lord. You I looked have bad. not. Beth was taking pictures and she goes, let's take selfies. Every night she gets dolled up for dinner and she goes, let's take selfies. I go, oh, come on. I'm, I, I said, I got to go because I just took a shower. I got to go fix my hair if we're going to take a selfie. She goes, it's just us. Come on, let's take a selfie. I go, no, I don't want to. Let me go fix my hair. Then I got to go wash my hands because I've been petting the cats. And I don't want to put <laughs> cat hair into my hair. It just, it, you know what I mean? It just, there's some things I won't do. Then I doll myself up. We sit down on the couch. Beth starts snapping away. Each, then she says, what, do you approve of this one? Do you approve of that? I go, no. Ugly, ugly, fugly, ugly, fugly. Not you, me. Of course, you like taking selfies. You're a professional. I'm a mess. I never saw anything like it. I used to look halfway decent. Now it's horrible. Horrible. Oh, my God. You haven't seen one good picture of yourself lately. No. I thought we saw one one day. You said, hey, this is not half bad. Oh, yeah, there was one wasn't half bad. That's right. <laughs> you know how many millions of pictures we had to go through to find one? I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah, we found one. <laughs> You're terrible. Yeah. You can turn anything yeah. bad. Oh, I know. That's what my psychiatrist says. Why do you turn everything bad? I go, because it is bad. Everything's bad. <laughs> lying you you suck the joy out before it can get in yeah yeah my psychiatrist ended the session just goes, do me a favor have some dreams so we can analyze them i said i can't just order up a dream <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta happen and i gotta remember it but uh sure enough i'm a good patient you, two you dreams. had a dream Try two two wow yeah so i got all i'm all prepared you uh, took notes, I hope. You know, they say you're supposed to write them down right away or you'll forget. He claims. He claims I shouldn't have to write them down, that they should be important to me. And I should remember them. I go, well, oh. dude, that ain't happening. They're not that important to me. So I do write them down. You're right. Good. Because, yeah, I can't remember. Mm. Uh, half the time, I don't, I can't remember the, even the sequence of the dream, if I remember It'll, the dream at all. 
One of the dreams was beautiful. I never have happy dreams, but this one was I I suddenly lived in a country that never gave Rush Limbaugh the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> and what a dream. Jeez, that still haunts me. Rush Limbaugh. He stood there and he got the Medal of Freedom. Mod on. Can you imagine? The Medal of Freedom was... That's a big honor. It used to mean something, yeah. Yeah, now, you notice since then, nobody's got the Medal of Freedom. Like, Nobody never, wants it. No one it. wants it. I don't. Yeah, they offered it to me six times. I said no. <laughs> yeah. Then my other dream was I went back in time and I killed the guys who invented fireworks. What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> fireworks in my new reality. Fireworks never existed because no I killed fireworks. them. Fireworks. Yeah, it was two individuals. They invented fireworks. M80s. You name it. I uh, and I killed them. And then uh, the world was so quiet and peaceful. <laughs> Holidays were peaceful. Yeah, like in the dream, I remember I was with a bunch of people and they wanted to celebrate Fourth um, uh, of July. And I go, well, what are we going to do? They go, oh, we're going to wave flags. And I said, oh, okay. They had no such thing as fireworks. They they don't (laughs) exist. It was the nicest 4th of July ever. Wow. No shit clogging up the sky. (laughs) Uh, I led these people. Oh, my God, you got to go see these magnificent fireworks. I said, first of all, I hope you blow your fucking head off. That's number one, because I always laugh when people die. I lost my hand. I go, yeah, (laughs) because it's dark outside and you're lighting things. You're lighting dynamite. Uh, you're, light- <laughs> you're lighting dynamite, asshole. Of course you lost your hand, you stupid fuck. You don't deserve a hand. And, uh, yeah, so in my new reality. Oh, I love it. you got to come see the fireworks. I said, you know what? How about this? Maybe once or twice a year, because I'm a shut-in, I go outside at night and look up in the sky, and I see these beautiful things called stars. <laughs> whatever you create here up in the sky is not half as beautiful as that i'll go out from the, the two times i'm outside at night and look up i'll look at stars you fuck oh i'll tell you but why am i so happy seeing people age badly i guess because i feel badly about myself like well it's a comparison yeah you're doing better than that yeah. person i guess like I, I saw the other day, they had a, a, a very famous actress. I don't want to bum her out, but it was a famous old time actress who was one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. They yeah. had a picture of her. She was on a, on the beach with her husband. Holy mackerel. She was in a one piece, tasteful. And her ass looked like, looked like my ass. Uh, <laughs> I went. Now you know what you look like in a one piece. <laughs> yeah. I go, oh my God, she looks like me. I can't believe it. I used to jerk off to her when I was a boy. And now her ass is as bad as mine. And she, she oh, I did feel better about myself. Yeah, see? I did. I did. This I is to a admit shame. How we, how, what we have to go through to feel better about ourselves. Oh, I love when people look bad. And I love to look up their age and see if they're the same age as me. Yeah. There was someone the other day. I saw him being interviewed. My age, exactly. No, he's three years younger than me. He looked worse than me. And I was like, oh, that's good. Good. Good, good, good. And the dude was coloring his hair a weird color, so it looked like vomit. And I was like, oh, good. It looks ridiculous. Um, you know, 
terrible. That's what. That's why I like the Real Housewives. Like, uh, like Lisa Renna gave herself those gigantic lips, and she thinks she looks good. <laughs> she, I mean, remember it's she tried to take them down after you said, "Look, you got to stop," and she couldn't do it. She came she, on the show. You know, yeah, yeah. She came on our show. I, I meant no disrespect, and I don't think she took it. I just said, you, "If you're asking me, you got to." I mean, those they don't look human. I mean, it's crazy. They don't lips. like any human's lips, right? Right. And she did. And she tried to. She claimed she took them down, but then she blew them right back up. She couldn't handle no. it. <laughs> no, she loves it. She has big, gigantic lips, and the lips. Like I've seen people who have luscious. Like Robin's got luscious, full lips. Like she's got really nice upper lip. Like she's got a lip. But it's normal. I mean, uh, I mean, you yeah, can't have a, put I mean, anything in it to make it bigger. It's beautiful the way it is. And Even I guess if, thin lips can be made, you know, with makeup to look bigger and plumper. There's no reason to have things shot into your face. I mean, it, you don't look normal if your face is 80% lips. Right. Well, the lips arrive two minutes before you do. Remember as a kid, you'd buy wax lips? Yes, like candy. that's exactly yeah. what it's like. Yeah. I should I should walk in. I should uh, have her on the show and then walk in with wax lips. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a nice looking woman. She keeps herself in good shape. She's got cute yeah. hair, though. She's got a great body. But with the lips. But uh, I love seeing the, bla the bad plastic surgery, too. Oh, God. Some of us, some people we know, oy vey, they look so bad. Well, what do you do? Surgery. What do you look at? I mean, can you look at their face or? Yeah, you look. And, you look and, and, you, and you do what I do. What's your expression? Oh, you sit there and you just go, oh, oh my God, I don't recognize. <laughs> you know, well, I don't see anybody anymore, so I don't see people. Blab I just see them in the, in the newspaper well, you, or on yeah. the, on the uh, Internet. So you're not having these experiences at a party. And trying no. to hold your face together. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes. I've seen some people, you know, famous people. I go, God, person used to be so good looking. And so, like, what, well, what would have been? What do you think of the 80 and 90 year olds who are still running around dressing like they did when they were 30? Well, look, it's sad, I guess, because they're trying to hold on, but. Look at me. I'm still dressing for like from 20 years ago, too. So what do I got to say? <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to do? If I get if I get much worse looking, I don't think I'm ever going to leave the house. Like my mom. This since is my mom's really going on. My mom's 95 and she's vain. She's turning 95 this weekend. And uh, she she doesn't want to leave because she says, I don't look good. I go, Mom, you're 95. No one expects you to look good. When did you become a beauty? You didn't you look good when you were said 30. She looks good for her age, Howard. Not no, she doesn't. She look. looks horrible. But I'm saying, <laughs> oh, I go, Mom, terrible. no one cares. It's an old bag. I go, Mom, no I'm one cares. I'm trying to get you to get her out of the house. Don't tell her the truth. I said, Mom, walk with me out of the house. The people be staring at me. No one's looking at you. <laughs> they can't believe what I look like. God, I'm a mess. Jesus. You're I don't terrible. know how Beth still. Beth uh, has sex with me the other day. I was grateful. I couldn't believe it. Like, why does she want to get in bed with me? I'm convinced she's repulsed. She's got to be. Ah, Robin, I look horrible. I'm looking at you. I don't think you look horrible. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Because my head is turned a certain way to the camera. Oh, you're if not turn, showing me your full face. <laughs> Robin, if I turn my head 30 degrees, you'll vomit. I'll turn to stone. <laughs> turn to, you'll think it's Art the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Some terrible black goo will come out of my snatch. <laughs> yeah, your snatch, a, a head will pop out of your snatch. <laughs> if I turn 30 degrees, <laughs> your snatch. Oh, your poor snatch. <laughs> I know some of the guys who have been in that snatch. I don't approve. I don't know. Uh, I think, well, they were just mm-hmm. visiting. They didn't live there. <laughs> I was surprised that snatch let them in. I'll be honest. <laughs> but hey, it's our snatch, our decision. That's what I say. To each his own. I would <laughs> get upset. in my pussy. Yeah, I know about that. Too many guys. Not, not that Robin had a lot of guys. She had a, a, no, a decent amount. No, and I amount. didn't keep them long, okay? No. So, yeah, they she, were in and barely, out. <laughs> she barely felt them. <laughs> By the way, I got another pet peeve. People who say anyways. Anyways? I follow anyways. You're supposed to say anyway. You know when someone goes, well, anyway, let's yeah. go on to the next subject. They go, anyways. It's not anyways. It's anyway. I don't know why people are saying anyways. Nah. Whatever. I know. I'm. And the other one I hate is shits and giggles. That expression. Hey, let's just have. Yeah. Let's just do it for shits and giggles. Fuck you, shits and giggles. Where'd that come from? Shits. Obviously, and not the fraternity that. you belong to. Mm, fraternity. <laughs> Nobody let me in a fraternity. <laughs> My wife talks about when she went to college, all the sororities were vying for her to join. Oh, Can you imagine goodness. her life? Yeah, yeah. And I go, what are you doing with me? She goes, she went to uh, uh, University of Pitt, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was an English major. And she goes, yeah, you know, freshman. I said, were you in a sorority? Of course, I know the answer. Were you in a sorority? <laughs> oh, yeah. What were you? I was a tri-delt. Oh, what is that? You know, tried. I don't even know the names. No one, right. no one would even think. She says, yeah, well, I was walking around on campus, and all these girls started asking me if I would join their sorority. I go, how many sororities? Oh, I guess all of them on campus. <laughs> I'm going, what reality is this woman in? <laughs> I, I, mean, I remember she didn't walking. Even, you know, people have to pledge and do all this stuff. They just oh, wanted her. Yeah. Because they knew if she was in, a lot of dudes would show up. Right. So she goes, yeah, well, I chose Tri-Delt. Everyone was real. You know, I'm like, she chose Tri-Delt. Yeah, yeah. That's not how it usually goes. Yeah. Here's how it goes. I walked around BU for four years, my college experience. <laughs> not one dude walked up to me and said, we got to have you in our fraternity. What a fucking loser I was. Oh, here we go. Was it such a loserish thing not to be accepted by a frat? House. Oh my God! If somebody would have invited me even to a party, I would have been excited. Well, you'd have to hear statements like "anyways" and "shits and giggle." Yeah, maybe I'm better <laughs> off. You know what I used to do? So I guess while people were in fraternities having wild parties, I'd go to my room and we would open up a bottle of Jack Daniels and play cards. <laughs> and every time you lost a hand, you took a shot. And we'd keep our door open, hoping maybe some girls would walk by and think we were cool. That was my. While my wife was being um, courted by Tri-Delt. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, well, 
you know. Well, okay. thank goodness. You know, that's why you two have a great relationship. You've had different experiences. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. That's true. We go on a walk every day and <laughs> I uh I hear about Beth's old boyfriends and uh other things. <laughs> and Benji and John Blit. But uh Yeah. It's great to be a good looking person. I can tell from being married to Beth. I mean, wow. Doors open up. I mean, can you imagine getting out of college and then people are paying you? Like, since she's nine years old, people are paying her to stand in front of a camera and take her picture because she looks yes. great. Yeah. Nobody's ever offered me that. No one ever came up to you and offered you that? I, I think you look great. I'd buy clothing you wear. <laughs> we should start a modeling agency for people who look like me. Well, they uh, have these agencies for... What they call regular people. <laughs> right. Imagine the money. Imagine what that would cost me in losses every year. <laughs> it's booking my people. Yeah. Uh. Tim, you're on the air. What up? Hey, pal. Hey, now, Tim Howard. Hey, hey, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say you, you are spot hey, on now. about anyways. And uh, the other one is anywho. I can't spend anywho. Anywho. Yes. Anywho. I've used no, anywho because so my mom was my mom was a big anywho. She'd go, <laughs> anyhow. And I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, at anywho. least you, you came by it honestly, I guess. But you know, you hear people say it in professional settings, it just they sound like idiots. Yeah, I'm with you. My parents were big yeah. stick like my mother's not that great at but I remember the her big bugaboo when I was growing up. I used to say I would say jewelry and she'd uh, go what are you saying it's jewelry so you know and kind of like i would say jewelry and she'd go it's jewelry that was her big thing meanwhile now i go over i'm talking to her, she goes i remember we went to the chinese buffet and i go mom <laughs> it's a buffet that's when I said buffet. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like, yeah, I said, you know, mom, my whole life, you started in with jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. She goes, that's right. It's jewelry. I go, yeah, but how about buffet? That's right. Buffet. I go, no, it's buffet. Buffet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I don't know what the fuck. She was busy correcting me. We know this person named um, Naomi. So I go, hey, I saw Naomi. She goes, that Naomi is wonderful. <laughs> and I said, Mom, I hate to tell you, if she's wonderful, her name's Nay, Naomi. That's what I'm saying. Naomi. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> it's Naomi. What are you saying? I'm saying the same thing, Naomi. Mom, Nay. Say nay. Nay. Say nay again. Nay. Say it again. Nay. Say the name. Naomi. <laughs> this is what goes on because she busted my balls growing up. Right. I mean, I'm glad she did. I sound like an asshole running around jewelry. But she says a lot of shit wrong. So. Eh, whatever. What's it all mean anyway, Robin? We're all going to drop dead anyway. As That's long as people... people understand what you're talking about, what difference does it make? Right. 
Right. You know, and I just thank God for certain things in this world. I thank God that I'm not a man who ever bought a flashlight. <laughs> you never did. Nope. I mean, we got a well, few they free were given ones. To you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, whatever. But I don't think you never I would use one. No. I did use a rubber doll, but I never used a uh... Can you imagine the humiliation? Of like being a guy who, you know, you're down on your luck. You haven't had a lady in a while. And I've been there, dudes. So believe me, I've, I've had real dry spells in my life. I wasn't always famous. But I never fucked a flashlight. You're now never. sitting there. There's probably a guy out there listening who has a collection. I know. I'm and sorry, he chooses dude. different ones. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, dude. Depending on what day it is. I'm sorry, dude, but take it from this loser. You're a real loser. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Kanye West, why don't you go ruin someone else's day? Get off my case. I got enough fucking problems. And, uh, boy, if that guy isn't an enemy of humor. I mean, this he's humorless with his tirade. You know, it's fun about and, him. and just think of the the odds of becoming a huge rap superstar. Right. Stupid and he's star. still not happy. No. <laughs> still <laughs> got problems. Still yeah. everybody's torturing him. Well, it's getting late. I'll tell you what, Robin. I was going to talk to you about Ronnie making a personal appearance. We got some tape of that. Ooh. I always yeah. love Ronnie's personal appearances. Holy shit. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, Ronnie's pissed. The people who hired him taped him. Now we have to tape. <gasps> he didn't yeah. know? Well, you know. He knows. I mean, he knows that he just is upset that they gave it to us because, ah. you know. He, what we were asking about that. Is that the same personal appearance where he was signing autographs? No. This is, uh, oh, he was hired one. for. He was hired for a private birthday party. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. That's you know even how. more intriguing. Well, you know he has nothing to say. Right. They, they go, hey, here's Ronnie the limo driver from the Howard Stern Show. And probably half the people at the party know who he is. And the other half have no clue. And, he, and they're probably thinking he's a comedian. Right. Then he gets or up a magician with that mustache. <laughs> right. Uh, he hides things in his mustache. That's his thing. <laughs> It was like a 50th birthday party. And Ronnie, so Ronnie gets up and he's like, hey, hey, everybody. You know, like, like, that's it. That's what he's got. I thought you were ending the show. What? (laughs) I thought you were ending the show. I will end it. So we'll do this on Monday. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. There's a lot of noise. Yeah, it's too much. To, it's, it's too much to get into right now. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. If I get into it now, we'll, we'll end up going to like eleven thirty because uh, I love I love Ronnie's personal appearances. Yeah, and, yeah. Dude, there's, and it seems to me from watching the tape because I was intrigued. It seemed like, especially some of the women there, like had no clue who Ronnie was, and they just see this yeah. guy, this like old sort of guy, get up who's been drinking at the party. Right. And they know he's somebody because all the guys are excited to see him. But then hey. when he starts in and, you know, and, and right away, pussy is, is yeah. mentioned and yeah, pussy, 
Butsy! I thought you were, en- I thought you were ending the show, what? dude. Dude. Right. When Don't did he pull out the cunt show? lips? You know? Cunt lips? No. He didn't do cunt lips. No, hey, no, hey what face? <laughs> By the but, way, and, I should date Drew because she could peg me. <laughs> but you know, and then and then at some point in the party when things are really like, it's kind of Ronnie's done his repertoire. It's almost like he somehow starts telling the broads, hey, I want to see some tops come off. Oh, yeah. no. Listen, I'm doing what I was asked to do. Okay? No, I know. I know. I'm not blaming you, but it is funny. Somebody gave you a set list of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, dude, I I had a script. I had a script. (laughs) What was the script? I I walk in, the guy hands me a script. (laughs) What was it? Like this this contest where they were hiding dildos and shit, like a a scavenger hunt. Yeah, and they they had to find the shit and bring it up to me, and then open it up and. Describe what this. it was. Oh, my you gotta God. hear it. We'll, we'll be here till tomorrow. No, no, no. Dude, it's <laughs> so great when you when Ronnie is reading the rules for the scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah. And you know Ronnie don't know what the fuck he's reading here. He just want hey, like, like you know, we wanted you girls put all the items in your cunts and then <laughs> uh, we'll find them. What? I didn't yeah. say that. Or your asses. Your asses, you can put them in your asses or underneath your tits. <laughs> In the in the script was it like please yell pussy or vagina or something? I mean what, no, what but it, it was it was you know all about the scavenger hunt and how how to you know how to say things about the the stuff and where really? it, it, it was the a scavenger hunt. Who cunt. did they think they hired? I don't the, know. <laughs> I think they the, thought no, they the were guy, hiring. The a, was a, no, the guy was a big fan, and he he got a hold of me on Twitter, direct messaged me. And he said he was having this party, and would I do an appearance? And I said, yeah. And then he asked me about the fee and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. he he works for a no-kill shelter, so Stephanie told me to give him a discount. And it, it was a whole thing. But Let me ask you good, something. He was a good yeah. dude. It was a fun time. It was a great place they had it. Um, and it was Is outside. It-, it was a beautiful night and all that kind of shit. Is it uncomfortable for you to discuss money with these people? Like you don't have an agent, do you? Do you have an agent? I, no, I don't even no. know. No. no so I, what do you no. do? Like you go, yeah. this is my fee. Yeah, I said, you know, he told me how long he wanted yeah. me there for, and then you know, I gave him a price, and then, um, then it was a little above his budget, and then so we cut the hours down to you know, and then Stephanie told me, well, listen, the guy used to work. He works for No Kill Shelter. Give the guy a break, blah blah blah. So I did. Nice. Yeah. Look it's at you. a different fee for weddings, bat mitzvahs, and uh, funerals. And I can yell "cunt" at weddings, "cooch" at bat mitzvahs, and "twat" at funerals. <laughs> that goes up <laughs> <a> great. <laughs> Imagine Ronnie and guy. I, I want a recording of you negotiating with this guy. That'd be awesome. There was no recording, dude. I know. It, it was. It was I just a couple it. of messages no back and forth, though. and that was yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Well, what do you need me for? Well, Ronnie, I'd like to hire you maybe for like uh, three hours. Well, it's yeah, my fee is very high. What if we cut it down to an hour? Okay. And do no. I get cunt and pussy lips? <laughs> sure. You could have cunt and pussy lips, but no ass treats. That I say for <laughs> very big fees. Right. Oh, so you ass won't say ass treats. going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a $30 charge for every cunt past midnight. Right. Oh, okay. I understand. They pay we won't me be- dildos. 
Listen, they, they, the people knew they, who I was, they, number one. I was taking a lot of pictures with people. There was right. even some political people there from oh. you know, Nevada. Uh, some con- councilman good. guy and stuff. Uh, some cunt? Guess, no. <laughs> some some councilman. Some cunt running for something. <laughs> Council cunt. No, he, he was a councilman. He was a friend of the guy and all this kind of crap. And he was a big fan, him and his wife. It was really nice. Right. It was a nice yeah. party. Had a good time. <laughs> right. And they he had very, dildos. He was very... How'd they do with the dildo scavenger hunt? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a bust, dude. I, I wanted to do like... Um, um, like a hot chick contest or some shit like that. No, he wanted to do this dildo. That it was a bomb. The, the contest well, was a bomb. But this, that you was mean his your idea. idea. Your idea was get all the ladies from the party up on stage and decide which one is the hottest. Yeah, or or do I wanted to do hot chick musical chairs? You know, like the oh, old who has the biggest game. piss flaps? Because he, he had a DJ. He had a DJ do there. I, I'm fascinated by you. Let me ask you something about your idea. <laughs> Don't you think if you do hot chick musical chairs, certain women in the audience might be insulted when you go, you know, hey, not you, but you, you can come. In other words, it would yeah, be insulting. Yeah, you walk past one wife and go no, no, to the no, next no, wife. Dude, I, would let, I would let him pick the girls. Oh. Okay. I not and that then, cunt. And musical chairs That's does better. its own thing. You know what musical I'm saying? Musical twats. Get out of here, sloppy tits. Get out of here. <laughs> now, if you do the hot chick contest, is that yeah. when they get up on stage and would flash and show their titties? Yeah. Well, if they wanted to, yeah. If, you know, the more they do, the better they got a chance of winning. If they know so, good I, for them. And I said to him, you know, you put up, you know, put up like a little prize money, like a hundred bucks or something. You know, nothing big. The guy wanted to put up $20. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> like, who's going to show cunt for twenty dollars? Who's going to show their tits for twenty bucks? No, right, Ron? I'm saying not not show their tits, but maybe like you maybe know, smelliest a, pussy contest, a quick flash, and you know, I don't know, whatever they right. whatever they felt like doing. You know what I'm saying? Cut was it? It, it would have been and it would have been better Ronnie. than fucking hot and shit, and you know, and it was most of the guys found this stuff, not girls. So that was that was the. In bust. other words, your value at a party like this is you can get the girls kind of wild. Yeah, you uh, get them going, you know. Yeah, get them going. You wait, you know. You get there a little later. You don't get there at the beginning. Of Not the, at the right. first party. drink, right? You get yeah, to you like, like they have a few drink. drinks in them, and they're all wild <laughs> yeah. already and carrying on. Let, let me make a commercial for your business. In other words, if you're at a birthday party, <laughs> I don't my, have a business. Okay, well, let's create one here. I think your value is, because I never saw this before, but now I'm getting it. If you come His to value, the party, yes. yeah, and you create a thing on stage, you could, you know, like judging this crowd, it's a 50th birthday party. I rem- I, I would imagine most of the women there are, you know, a little bit older. They're probably no, moms. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. There were some, yes. I mean, the guy's mother was there. <laughs> and you're Let's get man. her in the contest. She had a rubber cunt. No, but do you, his do you mom think was a big g- fan. No, his mom was a big fan of the show. Do you think the mom? Do you think you could have gotten her up on stage and flashed her titties? No, I wouldn't have tried that. No, yeah. no. I would have. Well, what about this guy? Does the guy have kids and stuff there? I mean, like no, young no, kids? No, no, no. No, no, no he didn't no. have any kids there. It's an adult you know, party. Ronnie doesn't ever was, notice yeah. whether there are no, kids in the audience There were no or not. kids there, Robin. Yeah. It was an adult party at a bar. <laughs> yeah, remember Very Bubba's wedding? <laughs> yeah. Ronnie yelling cunt to the little children? Cunt! No, um, the, cunt! no, the kids cunt! were gone already. 
Ronnie, so in other words, you could have facilitated, if this guy had used his head, rather than do the fucking scavenger hunt. Let me do my thing, you know? Right, right. Don't don't write me a script. Right. In other words, you could have said, hey, let's, hey, you hot chicks, come on up here. They get up there. You start kibitzing with them. Hey, let's figure out who's the hottest. And maybe people applaud. And then someone's going to want to start showing their titties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to do that at the block party shows yeah. years ago. And we, we calling all cunts. Come on. Calling all cunts. <laughs> so instead, Ronnie's got a point. Um, they got him with a scavenger hunt, and you know, Ronnie is sitting there reading the rules. I got to play this part. Yeah. This is the best. This <laughs> oh, okay. Ronnie. This is this is how not to use Ronnie at a party. Give it up for Ronnie, y'all. I Anybody finds my dentures, that ain't no prize. I want them back. So, so what? What? What happened was, what yeah. happened was within, I I would say within three minutes they found all of them, and all it was all guys. It was all guys. Ah, uh, what a horrible party! Like it runs like, okay, step seventeen on the scavenger hunt rule list. You will have to find it. Dude, I'm reading. I'm reading yeah. what this guy no, wrote. No, I know. This it's not the way to use Ronnie. This was a scavenger hunt. You got 15 minutes to find have... the prizes. After 16 minutes, I'll drop dead. Listen, a scavenger listen, hunt I remember, is supposed to have I, clues. Listen, I remember right. years ago. Years ago, <laughs> we went. Here's a hint. I went, dude, I went to this Christmas party years <laughs> ago at Stephanie's veterinary place. Okay. Yes. So they they had a party in the, in a catering place. And it was mm. like everybody's sitting there with their hands folded. Nobody's getting up. Nobody's doing anything. So I got loaded, of course, and took over and set up these. All of a sudden, I'm I'm throwing chairs into the middle of the floor. And I did the hot chick. What's my call it? Contest. Um, musical chairs. Musical chairs. It, they Everybody had the best time ever. They still talked about it to this day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The police, uh, I think, had a I also had three. naked Crisco Twister <laughs> for a backup and poop shoots and ladders. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the In other words, Ronnie, everyone those was ridiculous. Everyone loves hot chicks, as you know. And so when right. you get the party going, one way or another, you're going to engage with these chicks. Right. And you, yeah. Uh, That's why and, I said to the guy, just let me do my thing. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. No. Yeah. When I got the, he had a whole script for me. You know? So yeah, I, you don't listen. script Ronnie. Ronnie guy, here's guy, Ronnie. You know. Yeah. The guy what? The guy, the guy scripted the guy, you. I did what I did what he wanted. He, you know, it's his yeah. party. So here's Ronnie well, being when introduced. When the guys all opened the dildos, what was that like? They got a disease. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was, it was, 
One was like a mask with with, with the ball you put in the mouth, your mouth and shit. Oh. It was like yeah. that shit. And then there was one. It was like the little jackhammer thing, which is you know goes up your ass. Yeah, it was a, there was a it was can like open a, a dildo. It, it was a miniature version of that, and then it, and it your was, point is that nobody cared. It was stupid, right? Exactly. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> and if they had just done uh, musical hot chicks chairs, it would have uh, yeah, been good. Yeah, let me do my or, thing. That's yeah, all. Yeah. You know. How about pin the tail on the twat? That would have been a good one. Right. But the guy. So here's, you know, all right. What the, what the fuck? What the here's Ronnie. Wanted. Here's Ronnie uh, being introduced to the crowd and. Right away, uh, Ronnie, uh, wastes no time getting to one of his catchphrases, which is good. Okay. I mean, people want to hear the real Ronnie. <laughs> so here you go. We got Ronnie, the limo driver, all the way from the Howard Stern show. He just made his move to Las Vegas. Can we welcome Ronnie to Las Vegas, y'all? So check this out. I know there was a lot of controversy in you moving out here. So what is, what is the, what is the main reason why you moved out to Las Vegas? Let us know. Pussy. What do you have to say to everybody in New York that told you to stay home? We love Las Vegas! Pussy always uh, top of mind with Ronnie. Yeah, it's, right? it's pussy, yeah. cunt, twat. Did I mention pussy yet? Time to stick it in your wife's pussy. Let's get a tattoo of a cunt in my hand. Let's go look for hair on some pussy. Let's go look at your mother's cooch hanging out. Let's 69 with dirty whores with juicy boxes. I got dementia. How do I fucking know? Wow. Well, anyway, uh, Ron, uh, congratulations on another fine gig. You know, here's some of the things Ronnie was saying. It's hard to make sense of any of these things, but here's a little montage of Ronnie at the party saying some okay. shit. Sounds like a prison fight. Yeah! Is that a jackhammer? <laughs> I got a whole cement truck up my ass. Yeah! I could take five dildos, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and then tie a partridge in a pantry in my ass. Yeah! Let's hear <laughs> they really, it. Did they really need Ronnie for this? I mean, no. seems like one of the drunken people there could have done it for free. But I guess, you know, have him run. And, and how did r driving me around in a limo lead to this? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like Ronnie's got a whole thing going. I, I'll, I'll play one last clip and then we're going to get out of here. Here's Ronnie bringing the birthday boy on stage to kind of roast him and give him the business. It was all insults, but no jokes. Like Ronnie's Just good real at insulting. Insults. Yeah, yeah, like you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a comedian. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I get that. <laughs> I'm no Steinfeld. <laughs> okay, here we go. Bryce, where are you? Bryce, get the fuck off here. So I want to give you some words of encouragement on your 50th birthday, you old fuck. You're fucking old, dude. Look at you. Look at you. So why are you alone tonight? That's what I want to know. Who are you with? All these girls, Ronnie. Come on. No, 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 no. no you, you waste your time. 
Who's with me? Raise your hand, girls. Who's with me tonight? See, see what I'm talking about? No, no. They're all with me. No. Who's going home with me? That's what I want to know. We, we're, we're still collecting the money for that person. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to hear that, brother. Sorry to hear you're going home alone. I met this cool chick named Stephanie. I think she's ready to go. Good try, guys. And not going to work. You need to pick a cop. Jesus Christ, what a gig. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're old, dude, but not as old as me. <laughs> I drove George Washington across the Delaware River. I was Abe Lincoln's security man. I was taking a shit when he was shot. I fucked German whores in World War One. I. I fucked German <laughs> whores in World War Two. Nice try, Bryce. <laughs> you know when when you go up and you just insult the birthday boy, it's it's just bullying. It's not you got to have jokes or something. It's like a hey, Bryce. Uh, I hate you. Yeah, yeah and a, you're fucking hey. old. You're fucking yeah. old now. Pay fuck. You old fuck. You pay me, you idiot. Yeah, right. You're a real piece of shit. I hope you get cancer and AIDS. Hey, this is killer material. I'm gonna write that down. I'm charging you extra, motherfucker. Uh, I already wrote it down. Yeah. Imagine going to this party and you don't know who Ronnie is. You're like, who the fuck is this creep up there yelling at people? Is, 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 well, he might think that he's Bryce's grandfather, who's a little senile. <laughs> Call me Rumpel Munskin. <laughs> well, Ronnie, congratulations. I don't know Thank what you, you were uh, <laughs> paid for this. But uh, good job. So Look, they didn't me, let him do his thing. That's all. That's exactly. what we can say. If we get a mm. tape of Ronnie doing his thing, that's yep. different. Fuck yourself, Bryce. Guy... <laughs> Fuck yourself. You get monkey pox. You don't yeah, piece here, of shit. Here's Ronnie at the party. He's still doing material. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie, the, the, Ronnie uh, we, we heard not to script you, so we're going to let you go up and do your own thing. All right. Good. Thank you. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, fuck, 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 fuck. Good night. Pussy. 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 Good night. Roses are red, violets are blue, and Bryce is a cunt. Where's my money? <laughs> Ron, congratulations. and uh, Thank you. Oh, here's Bryce. Yeah, thank you. Oh. The real Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Where's my money, so, Bryce? We, Bryce, <laughs> were you happy? Yeah, Ronnie was just as inappropriate and as obnoxious as we had all hoped for. So it was great. And the sex toy scavenger hunt was amazing. I can't help it if only guys down the prizes. I gotta. Uh, I'll. I'll give you this. Uh, whatever you paid Ronnie, it was too much. You should have gotten less. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bryce and, was uh, a good. It was a good. It, it was a lot of fun. We had a good. Bryce, time. you were pleased with the product. In other words, you hired Ronnie, and you're happy with the result. Oh, I've been. I've been listening to the show for 31 years. So. The Stern Show is like part of my family, so it's great to have someone from the show at my birthday. Bryce, I also noticed you really, Ronnie really gave you, he was nice, he gave you the price break and everything, but then you immediately leaked the video everywhere, including to even Ronnie's arch enemy, Apples, has a copy really? of the video. Oh. Yes. Uh, well, no, yeah. he put it on, he put it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Can watch. Yeah, he put, he put it on YouTube. That's how everybody wound up seeing it, and I had explained to him that, you know, that shouldn't happen, but obviously it did. So You didn't get well, it in well, writing, Ronnie? You don't know how to well, put yeah, together well, a contract. Well, Ronnie's his own <laughs> agent. What are you going to do? 
Um, do, do you understand, Bryce? Bryce, do you understand Ronnie's point when he says you would have been better off if you didn't script him so heavily? You could have had some of the chicks there naked. He could have gotten the musical chairs going. He could have had a beauty pageant going. Uh, do you do you uh, understand what he's saying? No, I disagree with that. You know, when Ronnie told the story, he said years ago he was at a party and did this. You know, times have changed now, Ronnie. You got yeah, no, no, they haven't, dude. No, they haven't changed. <laughs> Explain that, Ronnie. Guys still want to see pussy, man. They still yeah, want right. to see topless girls. You know? Yeah. That'll never I was change. in a party for FDR. He wanted That'll... to see pussy. That's right. He went to a strip club. I was there. Ronnie, I think what Bryce is referring to is that, you know, now with, uh, you know, the Me Too movement and, and women emerging with their uh, their views and things. But you say women are always the same, that when they get enough alcohol in them and they're partying, they, <laughs> they like, like showing their tits. Like I didn't it. say they like showing their tits. They like to party. They like to have fun. I'm not they saying like they like they, that they were going to show their tits, but they still like to have fun. In other words, all of this political correctness is ruining partying that <laughs> women, in fact, uh, know how to have fun, right? That's yes, right. they do. They do have. Yeah. They they yeah. love to have fun. You know, yeah, yeah. They do. I mean, people I know yeah. do. Yeah, we all had a good time. I don't know what party you were at, Ronnie, but everybody loved it. I, dude, I said it was a fun party, but yeah, I just, but did uh, anybody take the off whole, their I top? Get, I didn't get the whole thing with the dildos and shit. I just didn't get it. Yeah. Nope. Right before the top came off. Yeah, okay. well, Ronnie. Ronnie <laughs> could have gotten your mom's top off. I'm telling you. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I would have had your mom up on a glass table taking a shit. Yeah, and then and that's then I get I get a message from Bryce that this moron tries to interview him. What uh, moron? Yeah. Apple tried to contact me and I ignored him. Fuck him. Oh, okay. So uh Well, I'm sure Ronnie thanks you for that. Oh yeah, he's a true fan, man. This dude's a true fan. He's Apples, great. uh you don't he, have to get in on everything. He says Apple's a fucking asshole. He wrote me a note yesterday. Uh, Bryce thinks you're an I asshole, was, Apples. Hey, Bryce is a, a title to his opinion. I just wanted to ask him questions like, what was the what was the fee, honestly? Was it over? Oh, well, come on. Some things should be private. Dude, it's none, of, dude, it's none of your fucking business and guaranteed it, it's more than you ever made in stand-up. I guarantee that. Yeah, it was worth <laughs> everything. I'll tell you that. Well, oh, Ronnie right. gave me a discount because I run a an animal nonprofit, No Kill Las Vegas here, but I would have paid him double. Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> well, Ronnie's point is, and uh, I think Ronnie makes a good point. If you really want the full Ronnie experience, you know, you got to let Ronnie, you know, Ronnie claims women still love to be objectified. They still love taking their tops off. Yeah, he they comes love- to the show as entertainment without a, without an act, and he's going to make the women do the entertaining. That's right. I'm That's right. Ev- no, I'm making everyone do the entertainment, not yeah. only women. Don't don't put it all on women. I'm not doing that. Right. Well, I didn't hear put it on the cunts. about guys doing anything. Well, with the I'm going to tell you something. We would have had guys. We would had guys as the judges. Okay, oh. of course, the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me tell you something. If you really, and, and Bryce, I'm saying this to you too, no offense, but if you want the full Ronnie, I have partied with Ronnie. And as weird as it sounds, and as crazy as it sounds, Ronnie does 
the most embarrassing things that and says the most embarrassing things and people seem to do what he says <laughs> like i'm sitting there cringing but yet at the end of the night everyone's naked so you know what can i tell you yeah. ronnie, if ronnie does have an ability it is that he somehow ignores all of the norms of society only goes correct. by his rules yeah and he does get some kind of weird scene going you know, when I the drinks you, go in, the kids come out. For my 75th, for my 75th <laughs> birthday, Ronnie, I'm going to have you back and you can get my mom's top off. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, Bryce. There you go. There's Bryce who hired Ronnie for it. Wow. Sounds like he made a good move, but he could have made a much better, much better move by letting Ronnie do his thing, as Ronnie says. Yeah, let him go full Ronnie. Don't script yeah. him. Full right Ronnie. Away. I'm available to appear at any wedding other than my own. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that, huh, Ronnie? All right. Thank you, boys. Ronnie, congratulations on another no great discount thing. Uh, next Monday, the Drew Barrymore dating game. Uh, yeah. You heard Ronnie earlier. He said, uh, don't allow uh, John Blit in there. He's not a serious candidate. 